Hello everybody, Mike Gergoni here, your humble dungeon master. Before we get rolling into the episode, I just wanted to issue a content warning for the following session. At around the two-hour mark, we deal with content that includes moments of self-harm and suicide. If you like, you can skip past it. Just hop on over to timestamp 22127, and at that point you should be well clear of it. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get you to it. Material Components Episode 27 Messages Greetings, and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about intelligent items and the adventurers who love them. I am your humble dungeon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. How you doing? Great. Doing Pretty good. good. Yeah, going. Doing. Yeah. Uh, hi, folks. I am Olivia, and I am playing Tears of Cloakbearer, Child of the Outer Storm, as as soon as I get my character sheet. Okay. There we go. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait. Got it at one. Uh, <laughs> I'm Elliot, and I'm playing Cherish Ironstrike, the Tiefling Sorcerer. My name is Michael, and I am playing Sid Emberlite, half-elf rogue! <laughs> yeah, hi, I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Grawl, the Hobgoblin Warlock. I can't follow you up when you do that. <laughs> I, I, like my other people that live with me will question my sanity. I'm it's really fine. hoping this isn't an escalating thing that's going to keep getting... So far it is. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm aware. I'm trying to quash that right now. <laughs> oh, okay, 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 okay. okay. <laughs> Mostly it's Reed I feel bad for, but also yeah, there's true. a big spike in the audio right when you do that. <laughs> just just, just feel bad for the audio. Yeah, it's I'm for, fine. Yeah. I'm doing it for a reason. It's so you can, like, you know, what is, you, you clap it, and then you can sync the audio. <laughs> is, that, is that a thing? Yeah, no. No? It's, okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> it wouldn't a, work like that. No, nope, <laughs> for sure. No, you're, you're right, but hey. But do you know how this podcast works? This podcast works by me asking all of you <laughs> if you remember what happened last time. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The mayor of Blue Gulch is a vampire or a this vampire in some Is there a difference in 5e? Between vampires and vampire? No, it's how you spell it and whether or not you want that sick Y at the end. True. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah, uh, he was just, he was a real pain in the neck to deal with. Hey! Get out! No, <laughs> I'm not dealing with this tonight. The rampage continues. <laughs> um, I've been holding that for one week. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Did you think of it like right as we like left his his like, mm -hmm. abode? Oh my god! Too rich for my blood. Too... Yeah. yeah, that's my cue. Breathe. That that what's up? We just we just met a, a vampire man. No, so I am so glad that I re-listened to the last episode today because I totally forgot about Grawl's rooftop adventures last time. Right. <laughs> That was uh, something that happened first. First out of the gate, we had Grawl under the the strange, beguiling influence of well, it could have been anyone really. So who knows? Could we know who it was. Anybody. We know who it was. We do. <laughs> and even if it wasn't him, who cares? It might as well have been him. Yeah. 
<laughs> Maybe it was just the liquor. I don't know. But yes. No. You found yourself beguiled by the influences of one Dr. Phineas Finebrook, because Allegedly. that asshole is back. And All he's, the plot threads. Yeah, and he sort of was uh, traipsing on you the whole episode. So while you were out talking to vampires and doing other sundry things, you had the, the little nudges of Dr. Finebrook always digging at your back crawl. Yeah. Yeah. It's so so it's it's great to have a friend always there for you, you know, someone who you can talk at, you know, rather <laughs> than to. Ah, that's always fun. Look, that's he was out of third level good. spell slots. He couldn't respond. Uh, I'm sure all the other higher level ones just murder me. <laughs> no, just pester and annoy and that's mm -hmm. what mad. he's good at. But yes, <laughs> troll. You did in fact go talk to one Ezekiel von Zorovich, the mayor of Blue Gulch, to tell him well a couple of things. Yeah. yeah. Tell him about uh well, we didn't really say a lot about the cult. We were just sort of like Hey, we've run into these people before, and they're bad sure, news, uh, so just keep an eye out for that. Yeah. And he was exactly zero amount of help. Because the mayor respects his citizens' religious freedom? Yeah, exactly. Gotta crack down on that shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is not a belief that Olivia Gray actually feels, by the way. Sorry podcast listeners <laughs> um and we also told him about the hobgoblin sitch which he was equally not as helpful about but definitely more freaked out about yeah however briefly this is true though t tough to get a true read on yeah. one of the the undead as it were mm-hmm yeah so yes, upon leaving the mayor's place of residence, you had found your way back into the center of town where you witnessed several of those Dahaka cultists, the followers of one Jeremiah Payne, with their hand-embossed brands on their arms, preaching the good word to their fellow citizens of Blue Gulch. And you all decided to approach as this might be your best opportunity to maybe learn a little something uh, as opposed to stabbing first and asking questions later gonna lead with the questions this time and then the stabbing yep if we don't get what we want then sure but <laughs> so I have a note in here that says I told the others I would try their stupid plan, but the binder doesn't love these assholes, so he probably won't listen to me. <laughs> All true facts. Yeah. <laughs> so, as you made your way across the street, there was one last little barb from Dr. Finebrook as he revealed himself at least to Grawl and then vanished into a crowd, or from a crowd. But not before Grawl saw a flash of Dr. Finebrook himself in his reflection in a passing cart. Mm -hmm. What that could mean, who knows? Yes. He's also got some itchy eyes. We should get him some Benadryl. Yeah. yeah At least some eye drops. It's, it's just the glaucoma. <laughs> Don't worry about it. 
So we find the party now, passing across the street, approaching the center green, and that large gazebo on the edge of town where you once saw Jeremiah Payne himself. The the crowd is still gathering around these four people, parishioners, these... Uh, if they had pamphlets, they'd be ha- handing them out. If they had some kind of uh, sheet for you to sign, I'm sure they'd have that. But no, they're just talking about the apocalypse like you do. Yep. The crowd today My- seems a little less frenzied, a little less intense. Uh, mostly they're gawkers and people who are just casually looking for some street theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first question that I meant to ask last time and did not, uh, do I recognize any of the four, like, parishioners? Oh, sorry, I said four. I meant three. I apologize. Three. Um, give me a history check. It was a decent number when it was on my journal, and it rolled off to two onto the table. Uh, so that is a four. So there is two women and one man, and you vaguely recognize the man, but you can't place it. Okay. All right. That's probably fine. So the four of you go strolling up towards these evangelists. <laughs> So, are we going to ask them some questions? Yeah. Yeah, we we should probably... Get to the front? <sighs> yeah. Tears, you don't have to... You don't have yeah. to, like, be at the front with us. You, you could hang out back here with me. You're not okay. coming? I guess we what? could ask questions. I mean, someone's got to watch the rear, right? Who knows? There could be attackers or... We I mean, should probably snakes. all just... Disperse into the crowd. Sure. I mean, the, the crowd is only like ten people, so an additional four is enough oh. to, yeah, to almost yeah uh, double the crowd or, or certainly be noticeable. Yeah, yeah. math to math the crowd. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's just go. Let's do it. Great. Cherish is like like walking towards the crowd and like definitely like also making her not making her way towards the front like with purpose but just like feigning interest. Okay, you notice sure. that the crowd is mostly made up of humans, lizard folk, and there is one goblin near the back. Though the goblin seems to be like holding an apple in one hand, kind of casually considering whether or not to throw it at these yahoos. Nice. I like that guy. Yeah. Um, does anybody in the crowd look like... We we already asked if anybody in the crowd looked like they were part of the cult. Does anybody look like they're like ready for for like to handle like trouble? Give me an insight check. Okay. You did say last time that there were there was at least one bruiser looking type yeah. standing in front of the stage. Okay. Insight. Not too shabby. Okay. Uh, That's going to be a dirty 20. All right. Moving through the crowd, you do not see any other branded individuals other than the bruiser near the bottom steps of the gazebo. And while they're not standing in front of the crowd like a bouncer or anything, they're sort of standing off to the side. They do look like they're ready for trouble. Do they have a weapon on them? 
They do not. Okay. And neither do the evangelists on the gazebo. Okay, good to know. Um, what nonsense are these guys talking about right now? <clears throat> Just you know, cult, cult stuff. Um, no. <laughs> Just cult stuff. <laughs> Just cult stuff, you know. Now, uh, the one of the women is going on about how through the the power of this brand that Preacher Payne gives them, uh, they are linked directly to Dahaka, and once you get the brand, you can feel the fire and power that's eventually going to save everybody from the outer storm. Sure. So. Yeah, that sounds like it is a thing that's real. Um, does anybody in the crowd look like they are like actually moved by this? I would say, give me an insight check as well, or maybe investigation. Either way. I um. I will use. Oh gosh. Okay. I will use investigation. Sorry. <laughs> and I will I will use uh advantage on that. Uh 17. Ooh. All right. So, scanning the crowd, you don't really pick up on anything at first, but then your collar sort of tugs you and you look towards the side as Sadagar sort of like points you in the right direction. You mm-hmm. see that there is a a young woman near the front. She's wearing kind of tattered, dusty clothing. She, Her hands are scarred and seem to be thick with calluses. And she's just kind of like nodding along with what they're saying. And she's got this hungry look in her eyes. Um, I will walk... Like, I'm not going to walk right up to her, but I will I'll take my place in the crowd like right behind her. And... Uh, I will just kind of, like, put my hand on her arm just to, like, subtle attention getting. And when you do, she sort of flinches and snaps back to look at you. Oh, I apologize. I didn't... I didn't mean to startle you. I just... I wondered what was going on here. That's a lie. (laughs) And the girl will sort of look you up and down. Uh, She'll say... They just talking about some religion, uh, something about surviving the outer storm, getting stronger. I likes the sound of it personally. Have you have you heard this testament before? I heard preacher Payne a couple of days back. Saw him done one of them brands on them, and uh, well, they ain't dead. Some folks say they get dragged off in the hills and then sacrificed to some heathen god, but, I mean, that's Anna right there. She got branded not two days ago. Branded? That sounds... That sounds kind of scary in and of itself. Sid, growl as you get closer and you're sort of flanking behind Tirza when Mm -hmm. the the younger woman points up at the, the woman Anna. You can see that it's the same woman who got branded yesterday. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. 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 Uh-huh
And she seems to be the one who's doing the most talking. Like, the other two will definitely kind of coax her on. And when she starts to stumble, they'll pick up where she's talking, but then she'll catch her rhythm and get back into it. Yeah. <clears throat> seems as though this is some kind of uh, training preaching session. I was literally just about to say, classical technique. <laughs> um... <laughs> I wouldn't know anything was, about that. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna say uh, when we started this episode, like, oh yeah, uh, we're gonna go talk to some cult members who are trained to talk to people into being in cults. Hopefully, nothing bad happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll keep talking to this gal. Uh, well. What kind of power does this... Um, did she use the word Dahaka? She did not. No. Okay. But. What kind of power can a brand bestow upon you? Do, you? do you know? And from the front, you can hear the the guy at the center of this trio will say, I hear somebody asking out in the crowd what kind of power Dahaka can give to us. Okay. Was I talking to you? <laughs> uh, uh, yes, I want to know. And he'll look at you seriously and kind of give you a once-over and say, It's simple. We get the brand from the preacher. Jeremiah Payne, he inflicts harm upon us, but through that pain... And adversity, we gain strength. It is this brand that brings us to Dahaka. And he points at the, the hand mark on his inner arm. And he says, it's that connection that gives us strength. It gives us the fire to survive. And as he says fire, you see this rippling crimson flame kind of spreading out from the brand and down into his hand to like coalesce into this little figurine that looks just like you. And the crowd goes, ooh. Can Lord. I make an Arcana check? Testing. Sure. <laughs> I'm going to use advantage. Woof! Rolling bad tonight. Uh, 15. Uh, inside your head, Maz will say, a simple parlor trick. That's what I thought. <clears throat> and Can the... I ask a question? And I raise my hand. And... The man will look back at Anna, and Anna will kind of stride forward and look to you, Sid, and say, Of course, everyone is willing to ask que Everyone is more than... You're perfectly welcome to ask questions. Great. I was wondering how this power is going to save people from this outer storm. And she'll kind of give you a, a consternated look a little bit and she says well we all have our forge bounded items that's that's obvious enough but not everyone is blessed with real magic like the old mage is Dahaka gives us a way to access those powers so you would say that magic is a good thing or a bad thing it's absolutely a good thing if harnessed properly and used to protect those of the valley but the old mage isn't oh. doing enough so your your uh, group wants to protect the people of the valley it's the only way to survive is by joining with the power of Dahaka. The storm wall is going to break. That's an inevitability. Sure. 
Uh, I have another question. I, I just came down from Wickmore's Landing, uh, and an event happened while I was up there. Um, it seems a an event at the, uh, what was it called? The Axe's Grind, I don't know if that sounds familiar, was attacked by people brandishing a very similar uh, symbol. Whoa. What can you say? What can you say about that? I love this journalist, like this investigative journalist, Eddie Brock. Bullshit. It's so good. He's giving me life, honestly. He grabs a store piercer and he's holding it by by the yeah. blade. It's not cutting him, and he's holding it up to people. It's like the, the city never life from Stormhaven. Yeah. <laughs> I have a yeah. question. Stormhaven Tribune. <laughs> and Anna will sort of falter a little bit. And then the other woman will step up and say, Sorry, sir, you're bringing news from the Wickmore's Landing. You said, we don't know nothing about that. We've been down here and Preacher Payne's been with us the whole time. Is your is your group just here in Blue Gulch or is it valley wide? The Haka's embrace spreads throughout the entire valley. We're starting here, but we are growing in number. So there's no way that your group could be up in, in Wickmore's, is what you're saying. And she'll turn to the man and says, Bode, were you up in Wickmore's Landing? And he'll say, I wasn't up in Wickmore's Landing. And Anna will speak up and say, I'm pretty sure none of us were up in Wickmore's Landing, sir. The Sun Pass has been blocked. That it has. Although a group just came up from this way. And actually some of them were uh, brandishing that specific marker. And the man will sort of start kind of getting his hackles up a little bit and says, And what kind of proof do you have for this, sir? Well... You're just coming in here out of nowhere, talking to us like we're kind of... You're talking to us like we did something wrong. Well, I have friends who are at that event, and they were hurt by people with your brand. So I'm sorry if I'm coming off as aggressive or defensive, but I take it personally when you're telling people, these fine people of Blue Gulch, that you you preach the protection of the innocent. Give me a persuasion uh, roll. Sure. Persuasion. What is my persuasion? Not too shabby. Um, 15. And the man will say it seems as though someone from the outside has come here my friends you all know me Bode McLaren I work the mines I've been here my entire life and we have someone coming in here telling you that I am a liar that I am putting people in danger now and he'll point to someone in the crowd and say Eddie you you know me we get drinks every fourth night. And he'll point to somebody else and say, You, Clara, you know me. I helped your uh, brother when he broke his shovel. And they'll all like, nod and then start like giving you sideways looks, Sid. Mm-hmm. I may not be from here, but a friend of mine is. And Cherish, like as you're saying that, is speaking up and saying, Well, I'm from here. I've also lived here my whole life. And the man, Bode, will look at you and say, 
Well, here is someone from around here. Let's cherish Ironstrike, as I live and breathe. Well, I can vouch for what this, for what this man is saying. I was there. I was one of the friends that was hurt during this event, and I. And that's not all. A few years ago, on my way home from the Maker Festival with my mother, Kalkin Ironstrike. We were accosted and abducted by people with this very same brand and held captive for two months. It was only that brief amount of time because I was able to rescue us. And not without doing a little damage. And ever since then, I have been a target of these people for defending myself and my mother. Give me an intimidation roll. My friends. Please, God. Please, God above. God's above. Uh... That's a 19. Okay. Bode will sort of back down a little bit. And Anna will come up and put a hand on his shul- on his arm and step in front. And she'll say, of course, no one's taken away from what you may have experienced, Cherish. Your mother has a great reputation in this town, but just because they got marks on them that look similar to ours doesn't make us the bad ones. There might be other people out there trying to use Dataka's power for evil. That ain't us. I could say the same thing about the horns on your head. And that hits a little closer to home for Cherish because she knows something that they do not. <laughs> yeah, okay, my dad's an archdevil. Like, you don't know that, though. Um, but you worship a god of chaos and fear. And the other woman will step up and say, Absolutely we do not. Dahaka is a a god of righteous power and protection. The the flame shelters those from the cold. I think you're mixing up your gods. Um, (laughs) uh, No, that is wrong, and I'm sorry you've been misled. Dahaka is Ozzy Dahaka is a is fear and chaos and wrath made flesh. He is the power behind the outer storm, both without uh, both outside the storm walls and within our heart. I. He is not a false god, true, but he is a god of falsehoods. And you... This preacher pain has told you lies. The only way we can survive the coming of tragedy, the coming of the outer storm, is by protecting each other, not protecting ourselves or aligning ourselves with some 
serpent in our midst. Give me a religion check, Teresa. I am. Oh, I'm actually not bad at that. Okay. Oh, um, that is a dirty 20. Okay. A woman will back down and the three of them will be silent at your righteous indignation. And the rest of the crowd seems to be more entertained by this back and forth than anything else. Just That's fine. Fine, yeah. yeah. The only one that seems to be consumed by the actual con- like content of the conversation is the young girl who you are now standing in front of, or the young woman, I should say. Mm-hmm. And she is definitely following it back and forth like a, a tennis match. And her eyes have settled on you, though you can't see this. The rest of your companions behind you definitely can. And they're filled with something. Again, that hunger, perhaps. That need for something greater. Um. And the man will stand up and say, Well, clearly we know when we are not wanted here. Come, sisters, let's away. And they'll move towards the back of the gazebo. Um, I'd like to try and talk to Boat, like not in this uh, town hall setting, but just like I'd like to try to catch up to them and talk to him one on one, or just say something to him one on one. Okay. Well, the three of them begin moving away, and that big bruiser-looking type just kind of moves off in an opposite direction. It seems this person is not moving in the same direction as these three. Okay. So, the crowd behind you is dispersing a little bit. Kind of just like, oh, their entertainment's gone. Can I try and stealthily follow the big guy? Sure. Okay. Uh... Uh, that's gonna be a 24. Okay. Sneaky. So, the rest of you see Sid just sort of dip away and disappear into the the bustling streets of yeah. Blue Gulch. Yeah. Rawl, are you doing anything? I was sitting and watching everyone. Yeah. I'm like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't have anything to say about this. I don't, I don't know enough about any of this to argue with anybody. This is, this is, I'll back <laughs> anybody up, but, uh, I'm not here to talk. So, I'm a stabby guy, okay? Cherish, Tears, and Grawl, you see the the three demi-preachers moving away through the center green. They're moving out into the middle of the park. Well, I was trying to catch up to them. Right, that's what I'm saying. Is uh, that, that is occurring as the crowd is breaking up, so you run after them? Yeah. Okay. I will. I will follow in a moment, but I want to turn to the gal who is um, standing behind me now. Okay. Yeah, and when you turn around, she's right there. And um, she is looking at you with this need, this hunger. And she says, as soon as you turn around, well then what gods do you worship? <laughs> oh god, this is that's <laughs> such a... Well, um... <clears throat> 
breakfast I, portion. <laughs> I don't. Ozzy Dahaka is inevitable and even a necessity. He is. He's the storm in here as well as outside, and I'll put my hand on her, over her heart, basically. And she'll um, flinch away a little bit and say, Well, I got plenty of that. I, I can tell that you do. You talk like you worship this Dahaka, then. I... I... <laughs> I worship him in the, that he exists in the world, and to reject him is in its own way to give in to him. But I also praise uh, Shamaran, the wise, to guide me through chaos, to shield me from harm, and Andrenjini, so that I might transform that chaos into something good, something better. And they give you powers of some kind? Uh... <laughs> the real power I've found is the... <laughs> they weren't wrong when they said that connection to something greater than oneself is how one gains power, but they are wrong if they think it's some god who does not exist here with us. It is in the connections we have with each other. But you just I, said Dahaka's in my heart. That's true. It's all very complicated. It's religion. I'm sorry. It's not easy. <laughs> so what kind of brand do I have to get with your gods to get powers then? None. <laughs> yeah. The advantage <laughs> of mine is none. <laughs> it seems like you're in this for the don't wrong have to reasons. Ouchies. <laughs> <laughs> seems like you just kind of want something instead of believing in something to believe in it because you believe hey. it. Hmm. Crazy. Grawl, are you standing right there? No, no, this yeah. is Reed speaking. Well, then I suggest you get out of the scene. I know. <laughs> Bye. Exit stage left. I can't promise that any god will bless you with some sort of magical, mystical power. They were just saying Dahaka would. Yeah, well, their parts of their cult are also trying to open up rifts in the world to bring the end of all things, so... That is in character. <laughs> and she'll just look at you with kind of a, a confused look. You've been using a lot of really big words, most of which don't mean anything to her. And that bit definitely is just like, okay, but they'll also make it so I don't have to work on the plantation anymore. Yeah, I wish I was there. Yeah, I know. Like, right? I 
get it. The mayor sucks, and I definitely be back here to overthrow this government. But uh, that's out of character. Whatever. Um, wait, will they? I'll ask that. How will they do that by giving you flame powers? Give me a persuasion check. <laughs> At disadvantage, because you have not made a very good impression on this person. Okay. Just hop on a cart up north and go to, um... Fuck, which one is that? Pashbari. Uh, that's sev uh, 17. With disadvantage? Yeah, I rolled a 12 and an 18. Dang, okay. She'll... I'm stealing all of Elliot's good rolls. <laughs> She'll say, well, yeah, you get the brand, you join up, go live with them on that compound. You get food, you get new clothes. That's what the Preacher Payne said. There's a compound? Sure. Somewhere. Out west. That's what people say, anyway. Hmm. Um. Meanwhile, yeah. Cherish, you are catching up yes. with the retreating group of cultists. Yes. What do you do? Oh, I just—I mean, I just wanted to say, like, talk to Bode. Okay. Well, there's three of them, and they don't seem inclined to be splitting up anytime soon. Oh well, no, that's fine. They can listen. I don't give a shit. But I'm not talking to them. <laughs> I'm just saying, you call uh, out. You call out to Bode to get him to stop. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, when you call out, there walking across the the grass of the center green beyond the gazebo. Bode will definitely stop and turn, look back at you. With you can see now, he's flustered. Um, yeah. He's kind of got a frustrated look on his face. Um, yeah, and well, that's what happens when you join a cult and you say a bunch of dumb shit. Anna and the other woman kind of flank him as he turns around say. Any other insults you want to throw in my direction? Bode. <laughs> Which, like, they did not actually insult him, but okay. Um, Bode, I... I'm sorry for making you look bad or whatever, but... Nah, you're just accusing the people I joined up with to be murderers and hurting folk. Yes, I did, because I have experiences that I am drawing from making these conclusions, and I'm I'm worried about the people of Blue Gulch. I don't want them being... Well, Cherish, I'm glad you're worried about the people of Blue Gulch now. Excuse me? So glad you can come back after all drawing on all these experiences. fuck is that supposed to mean? Um, means you haven't been here in a little while. Listen, Bode. I don't have to justify my actions to you. You certainly don't have to justify yours to me. I'm not saying that. I'm just telling you that I am concerned. And I think I have a right to be. And she storms off. Okay. Is Sit. this what's going to make us be friends again? Is oh, both of us just so. <laughs> gonna be hating these people? Sid. Yes? You are wandering through the city following the large frame of this man. 
stalking behind him, you can see that he's just a big, thick human, um, wearing sort of a, a short sleeve tunic and some rough trousers. Uh, his hands are scarred, but not overly worked. Definitely strikes you as the a bruiser type. You've seen a thousand of these types of people on the streets of Stormhaven. Yeah. And he is moving down the street with a determined purpose. Okay. At a certain point, he will turn into an alley. Okay. I'm going to give him a couple of seconds, and then I'm going to go up to the edge. I'm going to kind of peek in as as uh, subtly as possible. Okay. I Just hate like... this. Give me a perception check. Okay. Actually, can I can I revise what I was doing? Depends what you're about to say. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull out a dagger and I'm gonna try and see if I can ref, like see a reflection around the corner with it. I'm just gonna see a knife poke <laughs> around a corner. That's cool. Have cool. I, I would I'd be willing to do perception at disadvantage. Yeah, I think that's what I'm gonna ask for because I don't know how much time Sid has spent polishing his daggers. Yeah. I mean, yeah, not a huge amount. Um, He's just like, oh, this would be cool. I'm like, oh man, this thing is like covered much. in blood still. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've actually used it to to attack anyone. Um, but still, it's like a, it's a, it's a dagger. It's not silverware. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's like trying uh, to look around the corner with a K-bar, like... <laughs> well, I got a ten. Oh, God. L- leaning around the corner, like, you lean the knife, and uh, you realize that there's just a muddy reflection in the steel of the knife, and you can see, like, vague outlines of stuff, but you can't really see anything in particular. So, like, you think there might be a dumpster, but that also might just be the side of the building. You're not sure. Okay. Um, I'm going to... It's like, well, I thought that was going to be a lot cooler. Uh, I put it it away, and then, yeah, and then I'm just going to sort of peek around now. That knife that didn't work. As you peek around, you see an alley. Okay. There's two buildings on either side. It terminates in a flat brick wall. When I say brick, it's actually made of like uh, adobe terracotta. Uh, and did you say if there's any like doors that are lead anywhere in this alley? No. There's no. Hmm. You do see a large dumpster just to your right. Seems to be a huge receptacle for waste of some kind or another. Looking around, you can see that you're next to a uh, what seems to be some kind of butcher shop. Okay. Uh, some kind of butcher shop. Um, is there a name to the butcher shop, just so I can like remember it for later? Uh, the butcher shop is called Odorks. Butcher shop. Uh, and that's Odork. Like O-D-E-O-R-C. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, the bruiser, was he human, or was he, uh, was he a... Appeared human. Appeared human, okay. 
Um, uh, I would like to walk into the alley. Okay. Yeah. So, walking into the alley, what do you do? There is a dumpster just to your right as you walk about three feet in. The alley ends in about ten feet ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Is the, the, the dumpster just on the ground? There's, it's not like... It appears to be a large iron box on the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it closed or open at this point? It is closed. Mm-hmm. And the the lid of it seems to have a padlock on it. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, I just kind of look around the alleys, see what I can see, if there's anything else behind it, besides this dumpster. Okay. Give me an investigation roll. Ooh, not my specialty. Four. The guy vanished. Can't even hmm. find any footprints. Yeah. It's weird. Uh, I give, uh, yeah, I guess I, I don't see anything, and I, I I exit the alley, and I walk back towards the center of town. Okay. Grawl, your eyes are itching. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like, how bad itch? Like, like a slight irritant, or like, oh, it's like, like I've been staring at a computer screen for like 23 hours. It's a little bit that, but it's more just that feeling when you have something that's like a little speck of something that's rolled up into the, like underneath ah, your lid. Okay. So there's an irritant there yeah. and not just dry eyes. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to tr- like try and like wipe it away, I guess. Like, Yeah, you wipe and you wipe and just come away with nothing every time. Hmm. And you're not getting, um, like, the physiological reaction of tears welling up or anything. Okay. Um, I, is there, like, a, a, a building nearby? There, there, there must be a building nearby, because this is the exact same spot where we were at the previous day, right? I mean, you're across the street now. You're closer yeah. to the gazebo. You're, as of this moment, you are watching Tirza have her conversation with the young woman. Cherish okay, has uh, wandered away a little bit. Okay. Well, the, everyone seems fine, though. So Probably. I am going to make... Uh, is there a window on, like, a nearby shop? You'd have to cross back across the street. No, I'll walk across the street. Okay. As soon as you turn around and start walking across the street, the itching fades. Huh. I bet my eye... Is it a specific eye or both eyes? It's both eyes. Both eyes. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go check and see, uh, like, look in my reflection like a window or whatever, because okay. I'm assuming it's bright enough outside for there to be a glare. You wander back across the street to that inn that you'd leaned at, or the saloon you'd leaned at before, the holy bucket, and you kind mm-hmm. of glance at yourself in the in the window there, and your reflection seems normal. Problem solved. Good. Clearly nothing. Mm. It's sandy down here. Who knows? Gets everywhere. Yeah, God, of course it's irritating. After all, yeah. <laughs> God. So, ah, all right. y'all slowly reconvene back at the gazebo. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming this, the rest of this conversation has gone equally poorly. I did not get to the training people, training uh, on how to convert people. I left before that happened. Um, 
but I will say to her, she, I'm assuming, is like, cammed up with you and leaves. Just... Basically. Listen, just... I know things are really hard for you, and I... Or it seems like things are hard for you. Just wait. Just give me... Give me until the mayor's birthday. Yeah, Prove to you... She's just walking away. Oh, fuck. Okay, crazy lady. <laughs> really? And these guys who are fucking branding people aren't crazy? Fine. Whatever. Bye, gal. <sighs> different right. strokes for different folks. Yep. There are there are several oh, species too. in the valley that That's practice just... uh, ritual scarring, so a little branding ain't exactly crazy. It's gonna yeah. give her money to do. Sucks to suck. Uh, as soon as Cherish walks up, you worship louder in front of the other kids, they'll give you money. <laughs> our God, our God is an awesome God. Uh, okay. So, yeah. As, uh, Cherish, as, as soon as Cherish. Cherish walks up, I'm like, there's a compound out west. I'm assuming it's by the Realm Scar. Oh, because that's actually what I was about. I was about to ask, like, did anybody find anything else out? Um, Yeah, great. Awesome. Super. Am I back? Yeah, you're wandering back in about now. Okay. Where did you where did you go? I followed the big guy. He lost me somehow. I don't know. He disappeared in an alley. <clears throat> what alley? I don't know, by a butcher butcher shop. The Odorks. I don't know if that sounds familiar. I don't know if that means anything to me. I mean there are plenty of butcher shops in town. Shop, yeah. 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 Hmm. You know that most of them work in some way with the uh the Ulrich Ranching Company. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, <sighs> so we didn't really find out that much information. I'm sorry. Well, I found out where I'm they are. Really mad. Hypothetically, we found, out, we found out that there might be a compound that oh is. It froze. Seems. Okay. We'll just edit that out. (laughs) Yeah. It it does seem that there is a compound to the west uh, that seems to be. And that's where the mayor said that the crops were having problems, and so it sounds like this maybe is the worst-case scenario vis-a-vis this cult. Mm-hmm. We're thinking Realmscar business? Yes. Yeah, okay. I don't know when... We should definitely scout it out first before we go in with Mm, guns are anything. Um, swords blazing, mm-hmm. so to speak. <laughs> nope. <laughs> that doesn't... No, no, yeah, no, no one, no one does. A, you're the swords only one that does fire during... stuff. Uh, you have yeah. seen Valor with a flaming sword before. Mm. There you go. Yeah, so it makes sense for me, because I have a flaming sword and so does Valor. So. <laughs> I guess uh, I can do green flame blades. Uh, this, this can work. This can work. Okay. With swords blazing. We're in a 5 bag. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know when we're going to do that, but 
it does seem like perhaps we should be expecting the worst. Hey, well, we should bring Shikar with us. Oh, okay. you think? Okay, uh, if you think that's a good idea, I don't know. If it's the worst case scenario, then... I mean, could it be worse than the last Realm Scar we were in? And Stormpiercer will say, oh yes. <laughs> Comforting. And again, um And Maz in Cherish's mind will say, These fools have no idea how bad it can get. Yeah. We could all be pudding. And the feeling you get from Sadigar is like, no, that was probably as bad as bad as it was gonna get. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, honestly. Um Cherish definitely says, like, uh this time. This time I think that we should just do what Zenerva wanted us to do and uh, clear out the problem and not go in it this time. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Do we have a way of communicating with her about I'm, this portal? I'm going to work on that. I have a plan. Okay. An idea. Okay. This is just a, this is a read question. How many feathers do you have? I have one, but my mom makes them, and I can just commission her to make more. She would probably make them for me for free, but I'm going to give her money to do it. No, I was just curious. My my brain's attempting to remember something, but I don't know if it's it. It was a while ago, so it's like mesh, mashed up with a bunch of other stuff. So ignore me. How long would it take her to make something like that? Uh, Mike, do I know the answer to that question? You weren't aware that your mother could make magic items. Okay. Um, I don't. That's why this idea is kind of in its infancy. Um, okay. I'm going to talk to her tonight about that. Okay. Um, so when are we going to head west? Well, we should talk to the Haven Guard today. Yes. For sure. Um, yes. We should get supplies to go mm -hmm, in sure. the direction well, that we think we need to go. Um, do you know how far west those croplands are? The farmlands are? Uh, they have a vague idea. Because okay. it's a vague amount. The, yeah. the southern steads stretch out from Blue Gulch for miles and miles and miles. Basically, yeah. this little pocket of the drylands is a lot of really fertile ground because it rests between the Stormwall Mountains and the Mokum River. Between those two things, the ground around here is very, very vital. It also helps that the seasons around here never really seem to change for whatever reason. So there's this constant state of planting and growing and taking the... Oh, it's the summer that never ends. I mean, there are seasonal differences, but it is less drastic. Mm. It's like living in California. <sighs> Party 365. <laughs> <laughs> um, Without the traffic. Well, nah. But there's hobgoblins, so I mean, you know. <laughs> well, it's, 
<laughs> You're giving you a take. I'll take um, the hobgoblins. Yeah, yeah. Land sharks, man. You're right. So cool. Hobgoblins. So it's like living in LA specifically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, which way does the, the Mokum River flow? Is that an east or north. a west to east? If, I mean, north. just south to north? South to north. Okay, got it. So what do we do now? I mean, we should head to the Haven, Haven Garden. Cool. Let's okay. do that. You know that the Haven Guard is primarily stationed in City Hall, which is not that far from here. It is across the way, but it is still at the edge of the center green. Cool. Let's yeah, let's go do make it. Make some friends. Yeah. Okay, so you wander in that direction, uh, moving through the center green proper. It has really nice paved paths. When I say paved, though, it's cobblestones. It's not like concrete or anything. You see other people out enjoying themselves in the park. The center of the park is consumed by a large pond at the middle of which is a small island with yet another gazebo on it, though there is no clear way to get to that middle island, and you don't see anyone out there at the moment. Wandering around the park are people just taking leisurely strolls through the park or enjoying a picnic. You see at least one family having spread out a blanket near one of the hills. This park is actually pretty big, all things considered. It's a few city blocks. And... As you're moving through, you're just struck by how well manicured this place is. Just like are your ducks. Uh, there are these large creatures that sort of resemble ducks. They're um, how to describe these things? They are ducks. If ducks were reptiles, cool. cool. I love them. They're kind of like. Tiny Parasaurolophuses. Just googling reptile ducks. Um, think of like Perfect. the the ridged dinosaurs with the duck beaks and the like big things coming out the back. Um, mm-hmm. And they're sort of wading through the water, uh, paddling with their front and rear legs, and letting out little. Oh my god! They're moving in hurts. They do move in hurts. <laughs> well, don't Google reptile ducks because they'll be disappointed. It's just ducks and reptiles. There's no, there's no conglomerate, conglomerate mash me, get words. Mm-hmm. Yep. Got good, it, good, good at that podcasting. Look so, at me go. Coming out through well, the other side of the center green, you eventually see what can only be the city hall of, of Blue Gulch, mostly because in large, broad words written across the arching top of the stone building says the words City Hall. Out front you see a large stable yard where horses and those low riding lizards you've seen before are being taken to and fro by members of the Haven Guard. It seems as though they have a... They're very keen on their their mounted officers in this area. Because... Cherish, you would know that the Haven Guard of Blue Gulch not only services the town proper, but they also send their marshals hither and yon to the different farmsteads to uh, look after civilization out there. Mm-hmm. Technically, that is the duty of the Edge Masons, if you wanted to get real specific about it, but the local Edge Masons haven't exactly been uh, up to snuff in recent years, if Captain McFeeg is any indication. Yeah. Is he the only one 
Is he the only edge mason here? Edge masons generally work alone, yeah. So if there's one stationed in a city, they are by themselves. But he was here with all the trainees for a hot second. Yeah, and then he brought them all up to the tower to die. To die, die. yeah. Horribly. Except for Jet. Well, um, and we don't know if they're dead. They could just be tortured and or enslaved underneath the surface of the earth. Comforting. All true facts. (laughs) Good. Uh, Anyway... You know what? Honestly, like, let Ozzy Dehaka take, get rid of all of this. I'm done. This is nonsense. We had a good run. It's just... (laughs) No, not yet. No, I've got things I want to do. So, coming up to this building, you can see the the officers of the Haven Guard here wear distinctive wide-brimmed hats and long duster coats as they're riding their mounts. You can see that most of them have these very long-looking crossbows strapped on their back. They're very odd-looking crossbows, all things considered. They are, like I said, very long, and they seem to have these huge bolts tipped with dark, glittering iron. Hmm. Are they cool-looking, though? They're very cool-looking. They're but they're far more contraption than just basic crossbow. Your basic Mm. crossbow is a pretty simple affair. These seem to have more mechanical nature about them. Are they self-loading? These are Winchesters. (laughs) (laughs) You can see that the the bolts they carry near their belts seem to be bound together in clips of five. Cool. Yeah. Some of you might know that these are in fact repeating crossbows. So cool. The Winchester repeating crossbow. (laughs) Crossbow that won the West. So um, South. The Southwest. 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 Yeah. <laughs> the Swiss. So which Swiss? So which uh which undead do you think the captain of the local Haven Guard is gonna be? Maybe a I don't know, a Spectre, maybe a ghoul, maybe a zombie, maybe a skeleton. Say you're you're, this is a rude line of conversation. <laughs> I what? I Although, was not expecting a vampire mare, so like literally anything could happen, and I'm not going to be surprised. If she, if she was a, a specter, she might react better to Grawl's son than the last Haven Guard group did. That's true. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should bring him out. No. No. I don't want to. No. Okay. <laughs> It worked well last time, so. It's fine. Yeah. So, you approach the city hall. Yeah, question, actually, really quick, before we approach the city hall. Speaking of last time, uh, did, did the Haven Guard, like, cross-communicate? Oh, they wouldn't, because the Sun Pass Tower is all messed up. You- I just, are there going to be wanted wanted posters of all of us the second we walk in? Uh, we're good with the we, Haven Yeah, that... There. We got exonerated. Yeah. Hug oh, that's out. true. We did. I forgot. Yarp. <laughs> so yeah, you don't know if the Haven Guard have a way of communicating with each other. Okay. But you approach the front of City Hall. It is more of the Haven Guard are coming and going. We're approaching late afternoon now. Mm. So the sun still has plenty of light left, but there are 
Haven Guard posted outside, but as you enter the the front of the the city hall, you can see that it functions as both a stables, uh, a, a courthouse, a small jail, as well as the offices for the Haven Guard, as well as the offices for the city bureaucracy that the mayor seems to have no part of. But there is a hustle and bustle within this building, and as you enter, you are quickly having to dodge out of the way as Haven Guard officers are going out the front door, or clerks with missives are running to and fro. There is a general sense of, of purpose here. Okay. Is there, like, a front desk? There absolutely is. Sitting behind the front desk is a tan-skinned-looking elf who is uh, filling out some reports. Um, pardon me. And as you approach, they point at a bell that is just in front of them as they continue to write. Ding. They look up and they say, Welcome to the Blue Gulch City Hall. How can I help you? Uh, hello. Um, I have... We have something to report um, to the sh sheriff, uh, preferably. Uh, sheriff's, I don't know if she's busy. Sheriff is quite busy. Do you have an appointment? No. Could we make one? Uh, absolutely. Um, and she's like, keeps writing what she was doing and then stops, pushes that aside, goes over to uh, like this big binder and drags it over, thump, throws it open, and starts going down. And this elf receptionist will say, uh, looks like we could get you in sometime in mid-ember. Mm, mm. That would unfortunately be a little bit too late. Um, we have some news about something that's going to happen at Ember's End. Something bad. Well, if you'd like to file a report, and she points over to a rack on the other side of the the waiting room that is just off to the side of this front desk area, and there seems to be a bunch of different file forms listed out. There's like A2, A3, A4, B16. Like, there's a ton of forms that can be filled out. And she'll say, well, you'll want to fill out a, a G21, and that'll be a, an incident, uh, a future incident report. Okay, how long do those usually take to get processed? Well, they can be processed in anywhere between one to ten days, and generally we'll have a, a marshal come out to you sometime within the next uh, five to ten days. Uh, is there any way I could just leave her a message? Uh, sure, and she'll, like, push the big binder aside and go over to this big box that says messages for the sheriff, and then pull out, like, a piece of paper and push it towards you. I know this is like a fantasy world and not the real world, but if it was the real world, it would just be a shredder. <laughs> <laughs> and she'll look at you and say, I can promise you the sheriff checks this once every couple of days. Okay, that's a better timeline. Um... <laughs> can you tell me where she lives? No, uh, I don't ask that. Um... Well, uh, just, can you, could you give me a moment? I'm sorry, I know you're busy. Um, I'm not, sure. I just, I turn around to everybody. Uh, when you turn I'm around, like, you see that a small line has formed behind you. 
Oh, God. Okay, um, quickly. Uh, should we leave her a note? She checks it every couple of days, or we could fill out a form. That's five to ten days. Can we um, do all or- of them? It's... All Let's of do all of them. Sid, yeah. go get a G... You said a G12? A G12. G12, I'm on it. Uh, that was it. G23. I was right. G23, Sid. G23. Sorry, my battleship. What was that? G23! Oh, okay. It is and, uh, really a shame that we promised the mayor that we wouldn't tell anybody about the hobgoblin incursion, because the words hobgoblin incursion would probably move things along. What, okay. what if we call it something else, like impending goblin Hobgoblin encounter. Encounter. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We can do that. Loopholes. We came across a missive from the Legion of Bone that says that the a hobgoblin embassy. Who, who are you saying? No, embassy is not the right word. Who are you saying this to? The secretary. Yeah, it sounds the secretary. Like. So you've just turned back around and you're yes. saying this. Oh, okay. Yeah. We came across a missive uh, that a hobgoblin incursion is coming to Blue Gulch at present. It is very urgent that we tell somebody in a position of authority. And like the sheriff. The elf will just, like, stop and stare at you. Was it a G23 or a G24? I think it was a P14. I hold up three fingers. Um, it looks like they're out of G23s. Can I just, like, write on the back of another form? And the secretary will say, Excuse me a moment, I'll, I'll be right back. <laughs> She'll push herself up from the desk and move around and move off into the back of City Hall. <laughs> Motioning for Sid to, to come back. <laughs> okay, I come back. The people <laughs> behind you in line are just like, oh, she coming back? What's happening? Oh, something's um, You hear at least one person behind you saying, a Legion of Bone? Oh, God. Uh, well. What did you say? What is happening? I, I was going to grab we, a cloak. We have an appointment with the sheriff. Maybe. Maybe. Probably. Oh, yeah. We're probably going to die. So, after a few minutes of standing in confusion, the door just to the left of the desk bangs open as a steel-toed, high-heeled cowboy boot bursts the door open and spurs clanking a figure dressed in a long trench coat, thick leather gloves, a high collar, a wide-brimmed hat with pure white hair draping to frame their face, and a what looks like a black mask with kind of just like lensed goggle eyes on it will stare around the room, point to the four of you and say, You four, with me! Yes, okay. ma'am. I'm I'm in love with this person. <laughs> yeah. So I, I I call dibs. I'm calling dibs right now. On what? what? What are we calling? Uh, what? I'm calling let's dibs. Walk, I want her hat. Walk and talk, people. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh we're, we're not talking about her hat. So I should. Oh, okay, fine. The form. Okay. okay, I want the hat. So, following this person, you can see that she has the long-handled, etched club that is the primary weapon of the. Uh, the Haven Guard. She does not have one of those strange repeating crossbows. 
but you will stalk back through the offices. Haven Guard officers, the passer, will snap off a quick salute and say, Captain, Captain. The clerks and stuff will bustle out of her way as she moves through this office area. People just part like the sea in front of her. Eventually, she leads you down a long hallway in the bowels of this place. You've sort of lost track of where you are at this point. She's cut you through a, a dozen different corners. You know you passed through at least one courtroom that seemed to have an ongoing, like, case happening, and you just walked right in front of the judge's <laughs> stand, at which nice. point the judge just said, Captain. The city is a nightmare. <laughs> As you wind your way past a courtyard, you can see that there is a single dead tree in the center of it, with a gibbet set up beneath said tree. Winding past that, you're led down a long corridor that is quickly growing darker. It seems as though you're near the center of this complex, and there is no natural light coming in from anywhere. Candles are lit along the walls. And she seems to be leading you to a a single door at the end of this hallway. Totally a vampire. Okay, fine. I, maybe. I don't know. Probably. I don't know who she is. What she, are we whispering about? If she is, she has five gold. Hey. What? No, I didn't agree that. No, I heard. I, Cheris is in. I'm in too. You're in? Cher, Cheris is going to spot me money, though. Shh. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Cheris. <laughs> Thank you. Moving towards the door, you see that it has a brass plaque on it that says Sheriff Zestra Quell. It's a good name. Yeah. Yes, it is. And also, good thing that this is the person we came to talk to, <laughs> not just some <laughs> random person who's going to murk us in this hallway. <laughs> could be. <laughs> yeah. It's true. She could still just completely destroy us, which would be yeah. fine, probably. As she approaches the door, I need everyone to give me perception checks. Perception. Don't I got now. an 18. 21. Woo. 16. This is proof that Elliot and I have the same luck today because I got a 3. Cool. So everyone but Tirza notices that this person turns the handle of this door in a very particular motion. It's left twice, right once, left again, then right twice, and then the door opens. Is it like a handle? Is it a, so just a, a knob? A knob, yeah. Okay. You gave that to me again, left twice, right once. Left twice, right once, left once, right twice. Right twice, okay. Okay, two, one, one, two. One. Konami code. <laughs> up, up, down, down, left, right, A, B, A, B, A, B, flux start. The door opens up into a room that is lit by dull red candles, as opposed to the white light of simple wax that lines the hallway behind you. The office that you're being, that you're following this person into is lit with a dull red light. Oh, it's getting sexy. <laughs> Indeed. And they'll Does turn and look back at you and wave you in, and she'll enter her office. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. So mm-hmm. going. we'll enter in. Uh, who's the last one through the door? Probably Grawl. No, no, no. I'm I'm scooting ahead this time. Okay, then I guess Cherish is second <laughs> through the door. <laughs> Who is last through the door? I guess that's me. Okay. I definitely cut in front of, of Sid as, like, we're all getting ready to go in, and I, I push him out of the way and scoot in. <laughs> okay. Too slow. Do you close the door behind you? No. Okay. So walking through this door... You suddenly all hear a rattling click from above you and around you. Looking up, you see a dozen crossbows affixed to the frame of the door and the ceiling around you up in the corners. They're all pointed towards the position you're standing in currently. Ah. Now this feels like the Haven Guard to me. <laughs> I was just about to say. The captain will turn slowly... She'll bring out a hand, and with this thick leather glove, she'll grab the mask and slowly pull it down off of her face, and you see this pale, pale white flesh, same color as Grawl's, with these blue-black veins running under the skin. Her teeth are these sharp little needles, and her eyes are these pure black orbs that remind you of Talila. And this drow woman in front of you will say, Now you better have a damn good explanation while you're waving around a letter from the Legion of Bone. And I think it is there that we will take our break. Uh-huh. And when we will return, we will have a conversation with the sheriff we, of Blue Gulch. We got some splaining to we do. We got some splaining to do. Uh-huh. Y'all got splaining to do. I'm just here for the ride. Greetings, my friends. I am Omatep Duskwalker, owner and proprietor of Duskwalker Import and Export TM, here today to talk to you about one of my favorite magical items, and that is my own personal platter of identification. This is a very nifty item for a shopkeeper who deals in the arcane or for an adventurer on the go. This wide silver platter looks like a basic serving tray, something you might serve seafood or jello on, but it has very unique magical properties. Place any magic item upon this platter, say the command word, and it will cast identify for you, producing a slip of paper that will say everything you need to know about that particular magic item. Pretty nifty, huh? Unfortunately, it does have its drawbacks. You see, this item requires attunement. So, you'll be taking up one of your magic item slots just to carry this thing around and use it properly. As a shopkeeper who doesn't do much of that adventuring thing anymore, this isn't a big deal for me. But when you have to decide between your magic swords and magic rings and magic armors... Devoting one of those attunement slots to a giant silver plate can feel a little embarrassing. But the good news is you'll never have to wait around for one of your magical friends to identify items ever again. Very useful, like I said. Now, if you want to know the best part, though, at the very bottom of that piece of paper that the platter produces, it will tell you the best price that you can get for that item from a shop within 100 miles of your location. Very useful. Especially if you're out and about. Me personally, it doesn't do that because, hey, 
I mean Dustwalker import and export, and I make up the prices there. <laughs> now, normally this is the part of the ad where I give you a price and then wait around to see if anyone is willing to purchase, but for this particular magic item, I am sorry, but it is not for sale. It is way too useful in and around my shop, and if I'm going to be running a transplanar shop that appears whenever it is narratively convenient, I need an item like the platter of identification. So, let's just get you back to the action, huh? And welcome back to Material Components. When last we left our heroes, they had wound their way into the middle of City Hall at Blue Gulch to have a conversation with one Sheriff Zestra Quell. She now has them at crossbow point, at the door to her office. And she is demanding an explanation from y'all. We can give you an explanation without all of this. It's necessary. And she'll say, did the warlord sent you? No. Using some kind of magic to make yourselves look all weird? No. We were on our way down from the Sun Pass Tower, and there was a roadblock set up by... There were two hobgoblins and did magic, and there were two centaurs and an ogre with a bunch of goblins in a backpack, and they were demanding that we surrender our weapons for inspection and possible seizure, and so... We took care of it. Prove it. We have the missive with us. That's Yon uh, uh, McFeeg was with us, and we know he's not like the greatest or anything, but we sent him back to the tower to tell the Edgemasons about this whole issue. All right. If Jan McFeeg was really with you, then tell me, what is his favorite kind of alcohol? Any he can get his hands on. All right, say I believe you. <laughs> I would hope so. And she'll wave a hand and you can hear the crossbows like slowly clicking and winding down. Oh, okay. Like a good winding down. Like they're not actively humming because they're about to fire. Cool. <laughs> She'll slowly back away from all of you, moving around her desk. She'll slowly pull her gloves off, set them on the table, and you can see that her hands underneath are that same, almost translucent white. She'll take her hat off and set it down on the table. She'll come around and sit down at this swiveling chair that creaks as she sits and swing it back around so the desk is between you and her. She'll give you all a raised eyebrow that is tough to see because it's, again, white hair on white skin. Mm -hmm. She's got these big black eyes that seem to be studying all of you at once. And she'll gesture to the two chairs in front of her desk. <laughs> I don't... Well, I'd best see this Doesn't missive be... in the next ten minutes, or I'm rearming yes. this crossbow. Uh, I'd probably give it back to Grawl after the mayor's off or the mayor meeting. Um, Grawl? I, I, I pull it out of, like, wherever it is I'm keeping it. My pack. Okay. And then? Um, I, like, hold it out 
for her. And she'll throw out, she'll have her hand out, and you'll see this, like, semi-transparent spectral hand reach out from hers, grab it from you, and slowly pull it back to her own hand. Like, mage hand, mage hand? Or, like... You think it's a mage hand. Mm -hmm, Okay. Yeah. Neat. Could also be Bigby's hand, so you know. It ain't that big. It's okay. Big. <laughs> it's a tiny. It, it's a small bee's hand. <laughs> <laughs> She'll thumb open the top to pop it open, kick out the scroll, and roll it out and stare at it for a second, and then say, "I can't read this." It's in Goblin. I wasn't sure if we can we can translate, or if somebody else in here knows Goblin, you can have them translate if you trust them more than strangers. Well, I'll say this much and she'll tip over the scroll and show you the bottom of it and there's a seal there that is that same gauntleted hand clutching the skull that you Mm -hmm. saw on the banners of the the Hobgoblin captain and she'll say honestly this is proof enough at least for the time being that I'm at least hear you out. So where y'all coming from that you run across these hobgoblins. Like I said, we were coming down on our way to Blue Gulch. Um, We ran into this... uh, God, I cannot... I'm struggling with a word. Uh, Posse. It was like smaller than a scouting party. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, oh, an entourage for the captain. For the captain, yeah. Uh, we came across uh, an entourage with a, a captain, and they were, it was essentially a roadblock. They were demanding surrender of weapons and armor for inspection and Right, right, seizure. you said all that, but did yeah. you kill them all? Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah, we got them all, right? I think a bugbear got away. A bugbear ain't no worry. Bugbear just run out into the woods and go die of solving a cord. It was just a goblin. A goblin? Was, was there a no. goblin that got There was a goblin. No, the bo- oh, a goblin got away? Got away? Yeah. Really? Oh, I thought all of those yeah. died. No. No. Yeah. One got away. So a, a, a bugbear and a goblin got away, it seems. Shit. Oh, bugbear I ain't worried about. Them's too dumb to live. Goblin, though. The wire little fuckers. I mean, look, they make... Decent enough citizens, I suppose, but they're a shifty lot and way smarter than the people give them credit for. Hmm. If you lift one of them alive, I'd give it 50 50 odds that it scuttled on back to the Legion. Shit. I mean, who knows? Might get lucky. Might have gotten picked off by a Klinkali or a Griffin on its way there. But if oh, it knows where it's getting fed. There was also a one of those land sharks that got away, but those are just am I, you know, eating it? I don't know. I'm not really. How big of a problem those are. Not super worried about that. Well, Tirza is just now maybe coming to the realization that we might have buried someone alive. <laughs> we didn't bury anybody alive. It was his own yeah. fault. Yeah, he, he done goofed, son. He, he rode on a subterranean monster and. He knew the risks. He knew the risks. <laughs> the rule of cool backfired on him, okay? <laughs> As it is wont to do. Yeah. <laughs> Truth. Double-edged sword. So the sheriff will 
roll the scroll back up, pop it in the scroll tube, and then set it aside on her desk. She won't hand it back to you. Right. So we don't need it. So that's, that's mine. Girl, it's, it's probably fine that she keeps it. It's probably safer with her. And you can see that her, her desk has a series of large what looks like manacles resting on them. They seem to be of different makes and models, like she was inspecting them to see which one is going to become the new standard for the region. There is also a large leather tanned hide bound book just to her right that her hand will come to rest on and she'll run her fingers up and down on top of its surface. And she'll say, well, okay, now that you've gone and spread word about this out in my lobby, I appreciate that, by the way. Um, did you have anything else you need to tell me? Uh, I mean, the note said the legion is mustering. And then she'll wave allies. a hand and say, Shifa! And you all feel this weird tingle, like, over your bodies, but nothing happens. And she'll stare at you for a long moment, her eyes kind of squinting, and she'll say, all right, you really weren't illusions. Good. Okay. Oh, I thought you sneezed. I was confused. Nope. Cast a spell magic on you. Okay. If there had been cool. any illusion spells on your personage making you look different, you would have changed back. I think I took that hat off. This yeah. Is... Okay. Um, so as I was saying, um, uh, new allies are arriving and Blue Gulch will be under attack at Ember's End according to this message. So you're saying Hobgoblins are mustering a legion, and they're going to be attacking this town, come in Ember's End? Uh, according to that message. And you told all this to the mayor? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, appreciate it. You can leave. Um, have you been having any pro unrelated, have you been having any problems with Jeremiah Payne and... His followers. Don't see how that's any of your business. You can leave now. <laughs> I like her. <laughs> right? Um, mm -hmm. We've come into contact with similar people who are dangerous, and we just wanted to know if they've been causing any trouble. Unfortunately, I cannot comment on ongoing investigations of the Haven Guard. You can leave now. Okay. All right. Nope, that's totally fine. I don't want to get shot with a bunch of crossbows. Thank you for... Your time. Uh, we didn't mean to start panic. It just was very important that we see you as soon as possible. Well, my recommendation next time, just fill out the expediency form. It was a J2. J2. See, there was J2. some J2s hanging on the wall. Okay. Uh, I'll remember that for next time. Yeah. Thank you. Of course. Got it. How do I... we get out of Girl, here? Girl, now's your chance propose marriage now. <laughs> I don't want uh, I don't want to marry her. I just want her hat. <laughs> Cherish has a cool hat. You've got a cloak. I have You've a dumb a sword. hat. We yeah, can but, take you to a haberdashery. I, no, no. I want that hat. I would like that hat. I'm not saying this out loud. Okay. We should leave. Yeah, yeah, we should go. Leave. How do we yeah, get out of here? Back the way we came, I assume. And she'll point down at the floor and you'll see several painted lines on the ground that you didn't notice. 
Oh. Hmm. And she'll say, follow the yellow line. Thank you. There's and then so we link arms and we here. kind of skip down while we follow <laughs> the yellow line. I don't skip. <laughs> the skipping is definitely uh, somewhat. No, we don't do that. Spoiled when you <laughs> we pass don't do that. the gallows yet again. <laughs> we don't skip. Freedom. So walking past that and back out into the uh, the main thoroughfare of the city hall, this line does not lead you the way you came. It leads okay, you I was a bit of a more say, roundabout way. I was going to say, if we have to go back through the courtroom, I'm just like, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it definitely leads you around the outside of that. There seems to be this whole area, this whole building, I should say, seems to be built around that courtyard with the gibbet in the center. And there seems to be different wings to this place. And you're walking around a corridor that seems to go around the entire perimeter. It seems as though the sheriff's office was somewhere near the center back. So you're essentially opposite her office by the time you come back into the, the waiting room slash front desk that you'd found before. Well, that was okay. helpful. <sighs> is there still people in, in the lobby talking about, you know, what we happen to mention? Is there like whispers here and there. No, I'll say it's been about 20 minutes since you wound your way back to the office, talked to her, and then wound your way back out. It seems the line has progressed all the way through. Wow. So it was just us holding up the line? Yeah. <laughs> that long. yeah, just... yeah. Good. Seems as though we're everyone important. else already had their forms filled out and were ready to just drop them off and head about their business. That sounds boring. That was helpful, I guess. I don't know how to feel about that interaction other than we didn't get shot with a hundred bolts. So yeah, um, that kind of thumbs it up for me as well. Um, yeah. Well, the day could have been less successful, could have been more successful, but I think we're in an okay place. Is that how everybody else feels? I mean, there's still a cult messing around with realm scars and a potential hobgoblin incursion, but, um... Yes, Tirza, I mean, kind of aside from all of that. Like... <laughs> like, 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 like how do I feel? Like, when you consider the spectrum, you know... Like when it's we like think not about all shit, it's just a little bit better. It's like a tick or two more than and shit. and like you know we've told people <laughs> stuff that's important that they may need to know, and we've found out some information. I think it again we could have been more successful. It could have been less successful. We could be on fire. Think on that exactly. <laughs> sure. Um. So what do we do now? <laughs> well, I'm hungry. Yeah, yeah, me too. You know, I didn't think about it until I had a hundred arrows pointed at me, but I am starving. <laughs> um. Okay, where would you like to get some food? 
We do eat a lot in this show. I know. <laughs> food is very important. Just, uh, like when we don't know what else to do, it's like, well, let's go eat some. <laughs> Didn't we need supplies? Wasn't that a thing? Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, we were gonna get. I, I don't. I don't think we should head out to the where the supposed where where the realm scar might be tonight. I don't. I don't know. If thing we should do, but but we could definitely pick up supplies. Maybe go to Omatep's. Duskwalker. That's true. I mean, there's plenty of bananas, so, you know, there's stuff we could pick up now that we have some money, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is there anything... I would like to get some more healing potions. Yeah, healing potions would be good. Uh, I want... Is there anything else, like, that we need, like, magically? Anybody's lacking? A mech. Mech suit would be fantastic. Something maybe... A bit, I don't know what that means, but... Yeah, uh, no, Nick, neither does Grawl. <laughs> But it's, it sounds expensive, and I don't, I don't. We don't have that much money. We just have, you know. Yeah. I'm just saying uh, we can like pool our funds and like get something really cool. I don't. I don't know. Um. You know, something to carry a bunch of stuff in. I don't know. I'm just throwing things out there. I don't know magical items. <laughs> Oh, and Cherish is like, okay, that's a, like maybe a bag of holding, Sid. Yeah, like a bag of holding. See, I, should, it was on the tip of my tongue. We should ask Omatep what he has in sure. stock and how much it is. Maybe we can get one. Who knows? Well. But food first. Yes. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. What would you recommend, at least in this part of town? Um... So it's not quite as late as it was when we went to Seared Stake, right? No, there's plenty of stuff open this time of day. So Ulrich's... Uh, what was the Ulrich's one called? Uh, Ode's or- Ode Orcs. Uh, Ode nope. Orcs. That, that, That's a butcher shop. That is a butcher shop. That is not a... Oh, we, oh, we could go get meat and we could cook it ourselves. Uh, Ulrich doesn't own any restaurants. Ulrich tends to deal with a lot of restaurants because he is the largest rancher in the area. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying last, or not last night. Well, maybe last, I don't know. Time before last, that like there was one place that like basically it, the restaurant was on like a farm or whatever ranch, kind of like a Bob's Red Mill situation. There are uh, larger like restaurant type of things out of town, but you'd have to head out of town to get to them. There is one like large farmhouse style restaurant on. Uh, Ulrich's ranch, but that is probably like five hours out of town. Oh, my bad, my bad. Um, at least at a walking pace, you could probably yeah. get there quicker at a quick ride. Uh, it's, it's like a vineyard type restaurant, except it's yeah. a, a ranch where you like you go out there for the day. Yeah. Um. You can pet the cow that you get to eat later. Do we want to go to the seared steak again, or do we want to make Mike come up with a new restaurant? <laughs> I mean, I did enjoy the seared steak. Yeah, it's a good place. It's good. Yeah, and good. we'll get free drinks this time. Yes, yes. Said okay. yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Free drinks. So yes. you head back there. Sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> So you head to the barbecue place on the south side of town. It's a quick jaunt. Uh, by the time you get over there, it is probably closer to twilight. 
It is still winter, so the sun is setting relatively soon, even if the weather itself isn't turning down in the drylands. As you make your way there, I need everyone to give me perception checks. Great. That's a 12. 19. 17. Um, that's going to be a 24. So, yeah. 24. What were the other ones? Sorry. 18. 18. Or no, 19. 19. 17. 17. 12. 12. Cool. He's thinking about that steak. Mm, <laughs> Those free, free drinks. drinks. <laughs> <laughs> You're all free moving down the street, me. enjoying the sights and smells of Blue Gulch. You see people picking up uh, deliveries to be moved to other parts of the city. You see uh, folks coming in from, especially once you get down to the southern part of the city, you see miners coming in from the Deep Sea Mining Company, having gotten off their shift and are heading to some saloon or another. You see children running through the street playing hoop and stick. You see uh, mothers kind of like trying to wrangle children as it's beginning to get dark out. You see uh, men and women moving to and from the plantation, having either gotten off work or are moving to work, though. Now that it's getting dark, you see more and more plantation people coming in, because as opposed to the mine, the plantation sort of, like, closes down at nighttime, which is why there's maybe a little bit of friction between the miners and the plantation workers, because the, the miners believe that the plantation workers have it cushy and nice, because they don't have to work around the clock. But the the plantation workers definitely are just like, yeah, but we're having to like be out in the hot, hot sun, and you're underground. So, mm. I mean, we're both both are sweaty. We could so. both. It's like you know what? Yeah. They could be coming together and unionizing, but they're not. I know. <laughs> well, there's all of that propaganda saying that each other is the problem instead exactly. of the bosses. That's maybe that's what we should be doing. Screw they also the probably signed contracts that said that's... that they can't form unions. And they believed it. Yes. Uh, Cherish, you would actually know that the plantation workers are unionized. Oh. There is, like, no a, a coalition of workers that air their grievances oh, to the... yeah, because Sweet Scale runs that. Yep. There is a, a, a matronly lizard folk lady who runs that. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. I guess. The yeah. Deep Sea so Mining Company, no, very much you signed no, a contract that states you were not allowed to unionize. Yeah. God, and they're probably, like, contract workers, too, so mm -hmm. it, there's, like, no benefits or anything. Wow. That's actually 100% not true. There's tons of benefits to working for both. Uh, Danjo Deep Sea takes very good care of his employees under the, under the, like, rules that they don't unionize. Like, uh, if you die in a mine, your family is set for life. Oh, that's pretty good. Too bad Please, you're pop, pop. dead in a mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just saying. These are not the, like, evil overbarons you're necessarily painting Danjo Deepseam and Ezekiel Von Zorovich to be. There are drawbacks and uh, benefits to both sides. But, as you make your way towards the seared stake, Sid, you yes. see a figure dressed in a loose-fitting... It, it almost looks like a robe mm -hmm. or a vest of some kind. There are no sleeves to this garment. It, it comes down around the shoulders and drapes down past their waist and 
sort of brushes just on the ground behind them, collecting dust. Their pants are these, like, well-fitting trousers with a black belt with rubies all along the outside of the belt. And they have this wide-eyed look about them, and you can see that their fingers are black. And, like, disturbingly so. Like, the flesh has begun to die on their hands. They're looking around with this wide-eyed stare as though searching for something, and you're the first to notice when this frantic person's eyes lock on Cherish. Uh-oh. And, like, there's a recognition in this person's eyes. As soon as their gaze locks onto the tiefling walking next to you, they're just laser-focused in. Does and, it do anything? Uh, begins, like, moving really quickly towards you. It's like that moment when you're walking down a street and you see some kind of uh, transient, like, lock onto you for whatever reason they do, and then begin, like, really focusing, like, just walking towards Terminator you. Terminator walk. Yeah. So I, like, nudge Cherish. Um, Cherish and Grawl, you quickly mm-hmm. notice this as soon as uh, they begin striding towards the group. And I, uh, I, okay. Yeah, I I take point, I guess, and stand in front of this person. Uh, and yeah, I and it, uh, I like have a hand on my uh my quarter staff on my back. Yeah, I've got like my my arms um crossed, but like one hand on, on my right hand on Stormpiercer. Bard's Guild bouncer position. <laughs> Tirza, you notice everyone taking like a defensive position, and you're not sure what's going on. I yeah. Wait, didn't didn't you get a seventeen? I did. Yeah. And Grawl got a twelve. But I but I still don't know what you guys are doing. Right. Hmm. Oh, okay. Grawl's just as clueless as well. I'm. I, oh, okay. I just it was. I was confused when yeah, you were like, no. "Yeah, Grawl noticed." Grawl just took a defensive position because that's what Grawl does. That's, Everyone's out no. to get me at some point. Okay, <laughs> they're, they're gonna get me, and I'm ready for it. Oh wait, is this guy saying anything? Uh, no. <laughs> they are. They are coming forward with almost disturbing silence, and they will walk almost try to walk through you, Sid. Um, okay. I mean, I'm trying and stop him. Okay, give me an athletics check. Okay. Ten. Alright, they shove you out of the way. And oh, fuck. walk straight up to you, Cherish. And they'll try to grab your hands. Uh, I'm, like, drawing the quarterstaff. Okay. Uh, then like, with your thunk, offhand, on, they will grab it and, like, press something into your hand. Uh, okay. What is it? And they'll look at you emphatically. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> What's this? It feels like a piece of paper. Okay, I take my hand off the quarterstaff and I unfold it. Uh, and the person will, like, nod and nod and nod and then begin to just walk away. Wait, what does the paper say? You unfold it, and you see a picture of yourself. Cool. 
and a list of known associates, last known whereabouts, and a price listed at the bottom. That bounty paper, though. Uh, okay. You need to wear the hat. <laughs> what does it say on... Like, <laughs> what does it say? Does it say, like, anything like, like payable by Doug at the local <laughs> fucking thing? I don't know. At the local... Doug at the local fucking thing. You know, whatever, fuck. All you know is that the paper is really, really cold. When the person touched you for the briefest moment, their skin was icy. Their fingers had this dead quality to them, just like frostbitten flesh pressing against your own. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where do they where do they go? They just start wandering down the street away from you, moving at a less rapid pace, just kind of stumbling a little bit every once in a while. Kind of just staring around in wonder. As you inspect the what looks like a bounty notice, yeah, you can say that at the bottom there. Well, okay. So here's the first thing. Okay. The language that this is written in uh, isn't decipherable by any of your companions, as far as I know. Okay. The is fact it in Spanish. The fact that you can read it. Spanish. Uh, technically French. But, uh, oh, super. Oh, cool. Okay, well, okay, okay, okay. okay. No, this, is, this is workable. This is workable. This is workable. Okay. Okay. This is all workable. It's fine. <laughs> Power of a positive attitude. Yeah. There is a seal at the bottom mm-hmm. that is a series of nine interwoven rings okay. forming makes... a circle around each other. In the Sense. center of it is a throne. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Next to the throne is an open hand, and on the other side of the throne is a scepter of some kind. Okay. Super-duper. Open hand, scepter... Um, I'm only asking because I'm assuming that Cherish will translate this for us, but I don't know. But does it say, like, alive or dead, or? It says, specifically it lists the reward as just release of contract. Oh. 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 Uh-oh. Oh, boy. <clears throat> and it does not say alive or dead. Does not okay. say either of those things. It just says the soul needs to be intact. Okay. Okay. Uh woof. Okay. Um who bully. Uh So you all see Cherish reading this missive and sort of beginning to actively freak out a little bit as they continue to sc- scroll farther and farther down because it lists all of your movements up until the Eastwood. 
Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, obviously there's a picture of me on there, so like that's not great. Um, but okay, okay, up until the Eastwood. But it also lists the names of Tears of Cloakbearer. Sid Emberlight and Grawl of No Legion. I have a title. Um, when you say it lists my movements up to the Eastwood, when is the start of that? Is that like from childhood or does it start with like Stormhaven? It seems to be your movements within the last several months since several Stormhaven. So is that a friend of yours or something? No. Yeah. The, no. The rest of you are either focusing on Cherish as she's reading this poster, or you see the figure Cherish? dressed in red wandering away. And in fact, I was going to ask Cherish, why did that person have a picture of you? Because I have now looked at the missive in your hand um so this is this is the the i'm i'm just gonna guess that this is the bounty Mm -hmm. um um uh from what happened in uh crescent's edge Mm -hmm. um good news i didn't actually commit a crime Uh bad news uh this is from the nine hells um but what that's 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 quite a thing to just like whoosh, toss out there yeah um <clears throat> i <sighs> nine circles just seems to be uh, a little too much of a coincidence for me um yeah can you think of any have have you meta question here have you discussed your backstory at all i can't i yeah can't it's it's come I up did it, quite a few times quite, quite yeah, a few times I, yeah i did it in crescent's edge actually um after the situation in omateps with the abishai right okay um basically basically what i know is at least from the letter I have from my birth mother, that she is in Cania, and my birth father is the ruler of Cania. I don't know who that is, but like that is what the the information that Cherish has that essentially. Ruby, huh? You all hear a shout from nearby, and you can see the the robed man is struggling with uh, some kind of uh, restaurant steward at the front of some cafe not far away from you. There's a, a, sh- a shouting struggle going on. I'm going to go over there. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Okay. You can see no. the... 
the restaurateur sort of wrestling with something that's in the robed figure's hands. And the robed figure with, like, this wild frenzy will just, like, put a foot up on the... The... Why am I blanking on the word? The person who greets people at the front of restaurants. The host. The host. Oh. Thank you. Um, and like, Maitre d' is also. Put a, put a foot up on their stomach and just push them off and like stumble away. And you can see that they're coming away with what looks like a really small steak knife. It's like they stole it from a table that's out on the street here and is, are just trying to get away with it. Is it like a nice steak knife, or is it just like a steak knife? Wooden like, handle. Nice restaurant? Uh, it's it's fine, but it seems mm-hmm. like there was a place, there was a silverware placement out on a table, and this guy just like wandered in, grabbed the knife, and was trying to get out. Hmm. Stop. Elaborate and listen. And when you say that, the person will turn, look at you with wide eyes, and just stop. I. They have a bald head. Their nose has that same kind of like blackened feature that their fingers have. Their ears have been completely shorn away. Um, I, I will uh, approach just like a step behind Cherish, and I will also unhook my shield from my back, but won't actually like have it out. And this road figure is just staring at you, Cherish. Wide, terrified eyes. Where did you get this? I'm indicating it's paper. Yeah, and they'll just shake their head and kind of like look down, but then look back up at you and just shake their head. Please, are are did you give this to me to help me or And the host is sort of coming up behind the robed figure now, and they say, I'm going to call the Haven Guard. Please, just give me a second. Um, I will... Yeah, never mind, just kidding. <laughs> and the robed man, woman, it's really tough to tell. It seems there's so much damage done to their body that... At this point, it might not even matter. They look at you pleadingly as though they want to express something, but can't. Just nod yes or no. Did you come from Kenya? And they just, like, stare down at their own chest, and you can see they'll reach up a hand and pull back, and on their left breast, you can see a, a carved scar that is an open hand cut wreathed in fire. Okay. okay. Is the fine. host still here? The host is standing directly behind this. Great. Rogue uh, figure. Sir, I am so sorry that uh, this per he's he's not feeling well. Um I am willing to pay for any and I kind of like try and shepherd them away, and it's like, I'm willing to pay for any damages that the person... Give me a persuasion roll. Sure. Um, that would be a 17. Okay. Sid shuffles the host away, leaving you, Cherish, uh, 
or I should say, Cherish, Tears, and Grawl out on the street still mm. with this rogue figure. How tall, like, what? what's the height difference here? They are maybe only, like, 5'4", five, 5'5". Five, five. Okay, so not, not too much. Um, they appear human, but tough to say. Yeah. I, I kind of, like, rest my hands on their shoulders, like, in a, uh, like, kind of a comforting way, like... And they seem to just shiver with, like, almost ecstasy as you touch them. Cool, great, that's yeah. fine. Um, can ignore that for a moment. Um, just tell me what you can, if that's anything. And... They'll nod emphatically and gesture with the knife like it seems like that was, that's what this was for. I, I don't want you to hurt yourself. And they'll shake their head and then they'll start taking, they'll back away and take the knife to their forearm. And they'll just like staring at you nodding and they'll start carving something into their arm. I don't like that at all. I don't, I don't like that. that at all. And still nodding, now smiling at you. And they'll, like, come away with the knife, their hand trembling, their ar whole arm shaking, and they'll take a bit of the robe and, like, wipe the blood away, like, way more roughly than you should on an open wound. And as you can see written in Infernal on their arm, it just says, He loves you. <laughs> oh, that's gonna sound good in the audio. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. That's, uh, fair. that's a fair reaction. Yeah. Gross. Ugh, that's so brutal. Cherish. Yeah. Um, I. Tears a. Partially because this is very upsetting to watch, and partially because Cherish seems fucking horrified by whatever just happened. Tirza will um, grab this guy. Grab this guy. She'll put one uh, hand on his arm that he cut and one hand with one hand she'll grab the knife and I will I'll well, fucking as lay soon, on hand as soon as you grab the the arm they'll drop the knife and just like stand head bowed arm up in supplication to you and just like be nodding yeah I'll lay on hands this dude heal that up I know that this is probably not case I can help, but this is upsetting and I, I'm not going to do nothing. How many points of lay on hands do you spend? Let's do all of them. All of them? Yeah. Okay. Oh, God, wait. I, um... As you pour healing energy into this person... It's not, no. I feel there like they're going to pop like a balloon. Yeah. Is a low rumble in the distance. Strike of lightning from somewhere. The low sound of thunder on the horizon. People in the streets will look up, confused, staring around. And those of you standing on the street feel it first. So. as rain begins falling out of the sky. Tirza? What? This is a delicate ecosystem. <laughs> it lasts for maybe only a minute or two. 
but it comes down strong and hard enough and all at once that people start shouting, running inside, getting out of the sudden torrent that comes down. But then as soon as it's there, it's gone. So it is like living in L.A. <laughs> Looking up at the sky, there is no clouds. No, that's Florida. The cool night air is beginning to settle in around Blue Gulch. The ground beneath your feet has turned to mud suddenly. And the person you're still grasping, Tirza, lets out a low, like, as they stare down at their arm. I will... Uh pull my hand away like it, I've been burned. That's, this is freaky. <laughs> and they'll stare up at you and you can see the words now scarred into their arm. <laughs> and they'll like have a slack-jawed stare at you, Tirza, and it's only then that you notice that there's no tongue inside their mouth. Yeah. I'm sorry I did what I could and I look to Cherish Cherish walks forward uh, and kind of gingerly places her hand just like on the side of their upper arm like not quite as like emphatically as before because that was a weird interaction um but she says you can you can communicate with me without hurting yourself i i have a paper i have paper and and writing utensils Please don't hurt yourself. And they'll just shake their head and stare at you and look back down at the arm and nod and then look back up at you and shake their head and their eyes are kind of rolling around a little bit, not quite sure where to focus. Is is this all you can tell me? And they'll nod their head emphatically. Okay. That's okay. It's okay. Do you do you have anywhere else that you're going? And they'll nod their head emphatically again. Will you get in trouble if you don't go there? And they will shake their head really, really hard. Okay. Uh, would you like me to come with you so you don't get harassed or whatever? And they I will, mean, just walk with you as far as... I don't know where you're going. I. <sighs> and they will, like, grasp the hand that's on their shoulder and, like, squeeze it. And they look at you with this wide-eyed expression, like, that almost says, you would do that for me? I don't know where you're going, but I don't want you to get hurt wandering through this town. And they give you this smile and their eyes begin welling with tears. I can't... If you're going back to Kenya, I can't go with you, but... And shakes their head. Okay. 
and they stand up and nod at you and then begin just jitteringly walking back down the street. Uh, guys, I know we were going to get something to eat, but I, I I feel like I need to see this through. I assume I'm back by now? Yeah, you're coming back out into the street after a very brief rainstorm all of a sudden hit the street. Oh god, I forgot Sid yeah. was there for that. <laughs> uh, did nice. it just rain all of a sudden? What the fuck it, happened? It did. It, okay. What's going on? Sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt. Um... I think we're walking someone home. Josh, is that right? We're walking I don't know. someone home. I don't know. I don't know. So I mean, getting food. I mean, food's going to be open all night. Is it an all-night establishment? Is it twenty-four hours? I mean, there open are plenty of bars. It's not even so. sunset yet. Oh yeah. yeah, we've got plenty of time. Yeah, we have good. And they will. Walk down the street a ways, and they're like looking around as though searching for something. And eventually, they come to the buildings in Blue Gulch aren't all that tall. There are a few second story buildings, and the called shot is remarkable for the fact that it's a three story building. Mm -hmm. You come across a two story building, it seems to be some kind of uh, bunkhouse slash saloon. It seems to cater to some of the people moving in and out of the city to the south, whether that be farm hands or miners. And this person will look up at the building and nod emphatically and move inside. Okay. And then they will look around once they're inside. They'll look for the stairs and they'll start moving towards the stairs. Okay. I'm following like a couple steps behind. Okay. Uh, they they come out Where's up onto the second landing and look around, kind of poking their heads around. They'll eventually, it looks like they find an empty room and they've been testing doors and they'll open up into this empty room. Okay. And you see them move over to a window, slide it open and start moving out the window. What are you doing? And they'll look back at you and nod emphatically. Do they do anything after that? They keep climbing out the window. Uh, oh, we've all been there. All there? I don't know. What were the rest of you doing? I'm like right behind chairs. Yeah, it wouldn't. Yeah, I think Cherish is standing outside of the room and, like, starts to walk into it. Okay. Um, when they've scrambled out onto the building, you can see that they're standing on the ledge outside the window and they keep scrambling upwards as though they're trying to get to the roof. Uh, okay, um... Girl's definitely having a weird moment of, like... <laughs> The f I did. I already did this today. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, can or would we be able to follow? Like, climbing up onto the roof, or like, you can certainly try. If this person with half dead hands seems to be capable of doing it, 
I'm just really afraid that they're going to jump off the roof. So what do you do? I'm really worried that this is like, this is all for you, Damien, kind of moment. Uh, and I just don't know how to, what to do about that. That face does not help. No, it doesn't. Um, I, I think honestly, I, I think that, that Cherish is like just staring, is like has her head through the window and is just like kind of frozen. The rest of you are standing behind Cherish in this room? Yeah. Yeah. All you see is a dark form pass in front of the window. It's quick and sudden and ends with a dull thud. Cherish, that's all you see as well. It passes directly in front of you. You're not even sure how they were managed to get up to the top of the building. All you know is that they dove headfirst off of it. Their broken body on the street below is splayed on the street, a smile on their face and their blank eyes staring up at you. Those words carved into the arm. He loves you. Cherish. Like. This like sinks to the ground, like like against the the window the wall with the window and like just hand over her mouth is like silently crying is there tears of there's nothing you can I can't yeah I Uh, I will, Tirza will go to where Cherish is against the wall and just, like, take the hand that's not over, uh, your mouth and just, like, squeeze it. And she squeezes back. Well, Sid, what do you do? Um, I guess I get the Haven Guard. Or I at least go outside and, you know, check the body. You see that a couple of Haven Guard marshals have already been drawn up, and there were people on the street who saw this happen. They yeah. point up at the, the roof of this place and point down at the body, there are people explaining that this, yeah, this guy just jumped off the top of the, this inn. The Haven Guard are shaking their head, they're moving a, to throw a tarp over the body. Okay. I guess I go back up to the room. Grawl, what do you do? Um, I mean, I had an idea, but it's really, really dark, and I don't think it worked game mechanic-wise. Um, yeah. Uh, 
It's Tirza and Cherish in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to go back out. I want to go outside to where the body's at. Okay. And wait for, at least, uh, wait for people to come around. Yeah, like I said, they're, like, Haven Guard Marshals showed up real quick. Um, Sid, as you're moving back upstairs, Stormpiercer at your hip will say, There is no evil in the world to match the cruelty of devils. Yeah. Nothing redeeming about them? I do not know. I do not even know how I know these things. Yeah. I know that they are kind or vile and wicked. Cherish seems okay. She is perhaps the exception. Yeah. And that boy Valor. I liked him. Yeah, he was cool. Really, um... A noble hero. Yeah, I wasn't going to say noble. I was going to say um, attractive, but, you know, noble works too. A noble uh, true hero. Yeah. Probably mm-hmm. doesn't steal from people. Yeah, probably had, I don't know, parents and people who cared about him and didn't have a sword that judged everything that he... You know what? (laughs) 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 Yeah, and then I walk walk up. Cherish, in your mind, you hear a, a pregnant silence. Yeah, if this bitch has anything to say, I don't want to hear it. Eventually, she will speak up, though. Uh, I mean, she does. (laughs) And she will say, I'm sorry. I am here if you need me. And after that, Maz will be silent. Okay. Uh, I think eventually Cherish... Pulse herself together, I guess. Um... I'm not sure if she's actually hung- physically hungry anymore, but we pr- she probably it's probably like that thing where like I'm not hungry but I need to eat because that is what you do to your body to keep it going. Um and I think she even tries to like like she's like wiping away <laughs> tears and is probably still crying and is like um so drinks are on me. Right? <laughs> Yeah, first first round's on you, then the second round can be on me. Tears it's, on it's your a- shoulders, Sadagar emanates with sympathetic pain. Yeah. Um I 
don't let go of Cherish's hand as we go down the stairs. Exiting the building, by the time you do, the Haven Guard have cleared away the body. Taken off to some morgue somewhere, presumably. Grawl, you stood outside and watched as people gave statements to the Haven Guard, confirming that this person just scrambled up to the top of the building and threw themselves off. They say that the, the purple tiefling tried to stop them, but couldn't get to them in time, is what how people saw it on the street, anyway. Um, the Haven Guard took that into consideration, cleared the body away, and moved off. They seemed to not necessarily be wanting to give y'all any trouble. And unfortunately, the notion that you got is that this sort of thing isn't entirely unheard of in Blue Gulch or the surrounding environments. You heard at least one of the marshals say, yeah, it might be one of Dan Joe's boys again. Oh. Seems the broad contentment that you see on the surface of Blue Gulch might not be the truth that lies within it. Yeah. Despite what yeah. your DM tells you at every turn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 As you make your way away from the scene of this last act of some desperate person, you come away with a great many thoughts now swirling in your head. Cherish, not least of all, the idea that you are now getting answers, but whether or not you're going to like how those answers are given to you is opening up a whole new bag of worms. Yeah. Something awful happened in Blue Gulch today. It wasn't the confrontation at the gazebo. It wasn't being ambushed by the sheriff in her office. It was a message sent from a father to his daughter in the worst possible way. As you find your way to the seared steak, the food you were hoping to enjoy has a dull taste to it now. The drinks you were hoping to ease your minds and muscles have a, a bitter texture to them. Most of you aren't sure about what just happened or what it means. Cherish, in one of your hands, you still have the wanted poster bundled up. The hand that isn't being held by Tirza. Maybe your hand shakes slightly as you hold it. Your meal is nourishing, if not good. Your drinks are alcoholic, if not refreshing. 
with your meal consumed, you leave the seared steak. Drinks were, of course, free because Sanzir Searstone is an old friend of the Ironstrike family. Right. As you leave the restaurant, you see a marshal striding towards you. Wide-brimmed hat, long duster, crossbow held under the crook of one arm. Seemed to held loosely, not necessarily in a threatening motion. Mm. Okay. They'll see you coming out of the restaurant, and they push themselves off from a wall. They seem to be waiting for you. And say, "Howdy." Good evening. Evening. I'd be uh, Marshal Forrester, and uh. I hear tell y'all are asking after Jeremiah Payne. Yes. Yes. Well, if you got questions, I'm the guy to talk to. I've been stalking that son bitch for two old weeks now. Okay. Captain said you might need some help, and I'm here to oblige. Fantastic. <clears throat> What can you tell us? What do you want to know? Where's this compound they speak of? That's a tricky bit, ain't it? Yeah. Been tracking their kind for, like I said, going on two weeks. Ain't never seen the compound. They disappear out into the hills southwest of here. Mm-hmm. Bit of oddness happening out there, too. We've heard. Yeah. Problem with crops in that area. There's problems with the steads, but it's the hills I worried about. Strangeness out there. Hells of eyes. It's winter in the rest of the valley, yeah? Yeah. 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 Well, we don't usually see snow here in the drylands, but uh, it's snowing in them there hills. Okay. That certainly sounds familiar. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's a right bit unsettling. You have no <laughs> idea. Yeah. All I know is, from the steads, you can see the fires they light at night. Big old bonfires up in them hills. I tell you, it's pains, people. But honestly, I don't know. That's just what I'm guessing. Whether or not the fires are burning during the day, I don't know, but you can definitely see them at night. Dozens of them. All across them, their hills. How many people has he inducted? Far as I can tell, no more than two dozen. Twenty-odd. Not a ton. Hmm. How long has he been preaching in town, specifically this uh, faith. Preacher Payne rolled in near what? month and a half ago? Just after the Maker Festival. Can't say how long he's been preaching the faith, but he brought this word into town with him. Gotcha. But, I can tell you one thing. 
I know that Jeremiah yes. Payne ain't his real name. Do you know what his real name is? Now, I'm a little unsure on the pronunciation personally, but uh, I heard someone call him Rashad. And that person was dressed like her. And he'll point to Tirza. Uh, Tirza? Are we still holding hands, by the way? <laughs> I mean, we've Let's gone through yes. a meal. That's yeah, true. That's probably weird. It's probably weird. Yeah, you, were, you were eating the meal with, with one hand. <laughs> like, holding... I mean, I uh, as cute I, as that is. Um... Are you sure it wasn't Jeffethy? <laughs> oh, you know Jeffethy? Yeah, <laughs> Jeff Jeffy doesn't have a cruel bone in his body. No, yeah. he he's a good boy. He's a good, good um, horse boy. Uh, he's not a horse boy. He'd look differently. Dressed like me, you mean he was Jarashir? I suppose so. What? Was he a Goliath? Couldn't tell you. How big was he? Yeah. Was he big? Ain't Goliath big, tell you what. But okay. Takes all sorts. When when did you have this conversation with this person? I didn't have no conversation. I watched from two blocks up until pull up what looks like a, a spyglass, and the spyglass <gasps> will say, Hello! <sighs> ah! Ah. Cherish is still very like um, sober, <laughs> not in terms of like alcohol, but just like Ooh. mood. So she doesn't react like that. As fucking adorable and amazing as this spyglass is, it's a great spyglass, <laughs> sir. That's something. Yep. The uh, the the hello definitely scared Grawl a little bit. <laughs> oh, oh, God. oh, oh my god. Uh, <sighs> Tears. Does this name Rashad mean anything to you? Uh, does it, Mike? I would say probably not. Give me a history check, though. Oh, come on, baby. Nine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely Jarashir esque. It sounds like a Jarashir name. Yeah. Yeah. I... People have lots of names all over the valley. Yeah, that's true. So, wait, so wait, when was this person in town? That'd have been just after Preacher Payne rolled in himself. Just after Preacher Payne rolled in, okay. probably second week assault. Assault. Okay. That's really interesting. I don't know if you're aware. Uh, Marshall, but uh, this Dahaka that they speak of is it's it's based, and I'm not super familiar with the faith, so I, I apologize Tears it, but it appears to be some sort of bastardized version of uh, one of the Can you not associate me with these people? With the jar I'm kidding, yeah, I'm kidding. Uh, no, I mean, with the Dahaka cult. What I'm saying is, they're there, there might be a connection uh, between 
the jar of sheer and this preacher pain and i'm not entirely sure what it is um have you seen have you seen any other jar of sheer uh people how common are they i feel like they're not super common in these parts it's pretty far away from here jar of sheer mostly keep to themselves yeah far up north they come here every once in a while for trading purposes they run okay. themselves a pretty tight mine up there but uh Danjo Deep Seam doesn't like him much trading down this far south. Yeah, fair enough. Does he meet at a regular time? My friends saw him in the town square preaching. Does he do this often, or does he mostly let his followers do his work for him? Preacher himself usually rolls through about once a week. Every other day, it's usually his followers. I wouldn't be surprised if he popped up sooner, though. We kind of made a scene earlier today. I noticed. Make a scene. And the spyglass will say, We noticed! And the Marshall Forester will say, We noticed. Um. Uh. I, okay, Mike. Uh. How much of a stretch is it? Uh. To remember that thing that Camion said to the Haven Guard Captain. Oh my God. Give me an intelligent saving throw. Okay. I have my other hand up here, just in case. It's... Well, it's a 12. <laughs> yeah, you weren't... You were a little angry at Camion at the time. Um, Emotions were high. Yeah. Weren't exactly paying attention to the exact turn of phrase. If only we had the keen mind feet. <laughs> yeah. The DM's worst enemy. Because <laughs> I mean, the funny, the funny thing, like the the funny way that this scene could go, is that I, Elliot, also only sort of remember. So, like, <laughs> can just I just say this guy? Let's just do it. Yeah. The storm is. Nice tonight. <laughs> Marshall will just sort of look at you and squint, say, look around and say, you talking about that spat of rain that hit a couple streets over? <laughs> no, never mind. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> it was weird. I guess that's what I meant. It was weird. Um, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Quite a there, too. Uh, I have a question. Uh, I, f I followed one of the minions, uh, or at least one of the, some big burly dude who was sort of guarding the, guarding the people preaching earlier today. Yeah. Uh, seems to be two distinct batches of these folk. Yeah. There's the converts from town, and then there's, well, I don't know where they come from, but they're muscle. 
that seems to be coming from somewhere else. I followed him uh, to a part of town um, uh, into an alley uh, next to a butcher shop called Odork's uh, Butcher Shop. Uh, but he seemed to disappear into the alley. There's no way out. There's no exit. But I definitely saw him walk into it. Does that sound like... The marshal will familiar? nod and say, it's happened to me on more than one occasion. I don't. I can't explain it. They got some kind of magic they're working. I'm guessing. Yeah. Maybe connected to that Dahaka thing that they worship. Maybe. They got some kind of magic through those brands. I know that much. That we can say with certainty. Why exactly are you concerned with them? What I mean, he's we branded all people with fire as magic. <laughs> oh, it's okay, that's what I've been saying, but nobody else has seemed that concerned. <laughs> this is out of character, slightly out of character. I'll say that in a more tears away. <laughs> Marshall Forrester will say, just because the mayor's all accepting a folk practicing whatever religion they like, that's fine. You start branding folks in the middle of town, though, you're up to something weird. Yeah, and we've seen this group uh, do some pretty heinous acts yeah. throughout the valley. We haven't been not concerned. We're just trying to, like, know no, more I wasn't, stuff. No, I wasn't talking about you guys. I was talking about the mayor. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, you talking about that yeah. business up in Whitmore's Landing? Yeah. yeah. Among other things. Among other things. I'm Good times. I've gathered word. Seems as though this group ain't exactly active only here. Though, the preaching and branding is certainly a new turn. Hmm. Yeah. For us, too. Yeah. I got word from Stormhaven that a similar group has been organizing these last few years. In and around the environs. Commander Keel himself told me to keep it under my hat, but I heard you asking around, so. Um, is there nothing that the Haven Guard is... Mm. Is the Haven Guard preparing to take action of any kind? We ain't vigilantes, ma'am. Till they do something actively against the law, there ain't nothing we can do. Is there... I can suspect them all I want, and I've been given a little bit of wiggle room where spying's concerned, but... And the spy goss will say, I'm helping! <laughs> Is there any way that we can we can help out? Well, that's part of the reason I came to track to you folks down. My hands are tied, as it were taking certain oaths that well, it'd be unfortunate if I went breaking them now. But you find me evidence of their wrongdoing? You find me some kind of smoking crossbow, as it were? I guarantee you I can get the full might of the Blue Gulch Haven Guard falling down on their heads. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds great. How's a crossbow smoke? <laughs> and he'll turn to you and say, 
You ever shoot a crossbow ten times in under a minute? Hmm. No. No, no, I, 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 I would take a lot of work. Can you, can you? Ah, uh, yeah. That's a lot of friction. Shoot enough times yeah. that fast. Well, <laughs> I don't need a I mean, magical crossbow to make my bolts catch fire if you catch my drift. I guess that's where the saying comes from. I always wondered. Yeah, I've literally never heard that one before. Oh, Grawl, it was a literary device used in... <laughs> I, again, reading reading is a new thing for me, uh, okay? I don't understand all of them. I've got most of them, don't have all of them. Okay. So we need to find evidence. Bring it to the Havener. Okay, okay. Um, well, we'll start looking around, start snooping. Uh, is there anything else you can tell us before we get started? I mean, I answer any other questions you like. All I know is that preacher pain, he may look blind, but he ain't. That's good to know. Yeah. Um y yes, I, I I have a question. Um shoot. Is um uh where where would one acquire a very nice hat like like the one the captain's wearing? You want a hat like this? This is important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can go to a haberdashery. No, 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 no. I want that one. That's not, not a normal hat. Well, look, I'll fancy. tell you what. The captain brought her hat with her, so you'd have to ask her. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. We we all get out. our uniforms made from Stetsons, but uh, over oh, at Stetsons. Perfect. But uh, uh, I mean, look. Rumor has it she made that hat out of a giant spider from underground. So I don't know oh. if. Uh, you could be getting a hat like hers very easily. Oh, okay. Um, a second question, follow-up question, kind of the same topic. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, so is the is is the captain uh, uh, captain uh, 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 <laughs> just she partner? Does she have a teammate, so to speak, at all? Just curious. I'm Give just... you a, like a. You're asking if the sheriff has, like a deputy. Well, I mean, a lot of us are technically deputized underneath. <laughs> no, but the... like a number one go-to guy. Well, that I mean, probably be Lieutenant Iron Fist. Why? No, no reason, no reason at all. Uh, um, Grawl's gonna go get get up and go. Uh, he's not getting up. He's just gonna look around like, yeah, it's a storm. Lights are pretty tonight. Turns yes. out that's the weird code. <laughs> Pardon my friend. Pardon my friend. He's anyway, been for a very long time. He's a little clearly. Yeah. Um. We're we were planning on doing some scouting of our own. Um. Do you have a map or something of the... If we were to walk out of town, could you point us in the right direction of where the snow is happening? Sure thing. You head southwest from here, about, oh, I'd say, two days ride, straight southwest. Run parallel with the river. Probably about 
day and a half north of where the river exits the mountains. Okay. That's where I see the most fires, anyway. Thank you. And the spyglass will say, There were a lot of fires! Cool. And the marshal will pat the spyglass and say, That's right, Lou. There were a lot. I love this. I miss Lou. Now, obviously, evidence that you need is more than just eyewitness testimony on our part. I mean, look, preferably I would like a written statement saying I am plotting diabolical deeds, but I ain't expecting a miracle. Okay, well, you want to make sure. You bring me someone being held against their will, you bring me eyewitness testimony from the Ladia saying they're up to no good, that I can then go out and confirm. You bring me some kind of evidence of arcanical wrongdoing, then we can talk. Okay. I think we can muster something up. I'd be very appreciative of that. <sighs> any any more questions, guys? Or should we? If there's nothing else. Yeah. Maybe we should go gear up, get ready to head out. Well, I'll leave you to it then. He'll. Tip his hat towards you and stride off into the dusk. Very nice. Now, guys, the thing fr- is, if from his belt, more... the uh, the spyglass will say, "Bye, bye." Now, see, guys, the problem here is that if we leave tomorrow, we're not going to be back in time for Mayor's birthday party. Well, well, here's the other thing too. Jeremiah Payne will be back, and you said once a week? Roughly? Yes. We can just wait till then. Follow him? Although it sounds like they disappear. Yeah. Well, does that mean we're not going to try? We can look around. Doesn't mean we have to leave. Admittedly, there are people more skilled at spotting Arcana than you, Sid. Oh, most people. (laughs) The the other thing, too, is how are we going to get eyewitness testimony if we're out in the middle of nowhere and they're all on the same side? We need people. We are the eyewitnesses. Yeah, Yeah, I know, but like us, them, third party makes it a lot easier, too. Yeah, but he he said that he would believe us, so... Just in case. I mean, it's taking a lot on faith. Like, I'm really appreciative. Mm-hmm. I honestly didn't think yeah. that that was going to be enough. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look at us. He I specifically mean, did at- say <laughs> if you saw something that he could confirm. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah. That's true. A document would be ideal, you know, yeah. some kind of magical evil item or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the letter that says, trick all the people into believing this, and we got them, boys. Yeah, yep. some, something just, like that. It's probably written on a whiteboard in like mm-hmm. the main tent, so we just gotta like yeah. figure out how to get that back here. I, I think yeah, it's on everyone, poster, like a <laughs> grab out your poster. your arcane uh, photography kit and uh, <laughs> just take a snap of that and send it on its way. Okay. Selfie. Yeah, for wizards, it's actually a staffy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. None of us are wizards, though. Well, you should be. That class is great. Anyway, is great. I know it is really good. Anyway, 
I'm a sorcerer. I can shoot fire. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't have any more questions. Uh, well, he's gone. He's oh, he's gone. Oh, he's gone. oh that's right. Sorry, I forgot that already happened. Um, <laughs> Sidles off into the twilight with his little looky loo. Oh, Reed figured it out. Yeah, yes, I did. Uh, yeah. I got it. Grawl didn't figure it out. Reed did. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, shall we return to our beds? When are we going to contact uh, uh, your friend, Tirza? Oh, I well, he's staying at the same hotel as us, so anytime. Anytime. Really? Which my room is still locked. <laughs> I can open it for you. Don't worry about it. Perfect. Wait, why Thank is your you. why is your room locked? I I misplaced <laughs> the key. It's really weird. I don't. I oh, had a very last night. rough night last night. I don't yeah. think Rosanna will shoot you for that one, but she's not going to be happy for locking a door I, for I, losing your key. I, I you know it might be in the room, so we're going to find out. It could be in the room. I can get yeah. you in there. It's not a big deal. Don't know. So do she you catches all... you picking the lock, she will she we, Anyway. We, we left the key in the room. It's fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Girl shoots a, a look at, at Sid like, thanks for covering, covering for me, dude. <laughs> as far as I know, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not even doing it on purpose. So Sid gets mm-hmm. a weird look from Grawl that he can't explain. <laughs> so, Don't worry about it. Do you all go back to your respective places of rest? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Is anybody walking me home this time? Yeah, I think we should. Okay. Do that. I, mean, I just want to make yeah. sure. We'll, we'll do a loop. If it happens, it happens. Yeah. So you all stroll towards Iron Strike Metalworks as you round the corner in the lane towards the the forge. You can. Here in the distance, the low clung, clung, clung of a hammer on anvil. You can see smoke rising from the stack. You can see all the boards have been taken down out of the, the wide open area of the metalworks itself. The forge is this big open air space underneath an awning near the side of the house. There are racks with horseshoes and ball bearings and nails off to one side. Near the rear, there's the big brickworked forge that Kalkin built herself, and the hammering will cease, and as you're walking up, you hear a (laughs) of bellows being worked. And then you can see Kalkin coming around the corner, moving back over to the the forge proper with a pair of tongs with her big, thick, like, Gloved hands, she'll pull something up, up out of the fire, put it on the anvil, and just tung, tung. that same hammer that she threatened Grawl with is now striking hot iron on the anvil. Grawl's having like a moment of like just imagining like every time it strikes, just like the, the, the Gallagher watermelon squish, <laughs> but with it, his head. It is back to the size of a normal oh. forge hammer. Still. <laughs> It's fine, it's fine. And as you approach, she'll see you coming up, and she'll 
give you all a big smile and dump whatever she's working on into a bucket of water. It'll let out this big explosion of steam. And then she'll walk towards you and say, Hey there, everybody. How's it going? Um, I'm not, not sure, actually. It's been a day. A weird day. And she'll say, completely misreading the situation, because I got a two on her insight roll. Ah. Well, that's a shame, but there's always tomorrow. Can't argue with that. Mm, yeah. Y'all staying for dinner? Oh. Uh, Solid nope. I mean, we... We, we just ate. <laughs> and Calcon will kind of like look crestfallen and go, Oh, I just figured your first night back and I, I'm I'm back as well. I was gonna... I was getting, oh. gonna cook some... No, you know what? It's fine. It's fine. Um... You already ate. That's it's of course. You, why wouldn't you? Because it got late and dark, and you got hungry. I'm sure, so you wouldn't. You wouldn't got some food. Um, we, we we can eat again. Like that is a thing we can do. I will have leftovers. It's fine. Oh, okay. And she'll walk over to the side of the forge where you see a rotisserie chicken was slowly being cooked. She was multitasking. <laughs> and she'll pull out one of her hands from the gloves and reach down into a bucket near there and you see her pinching out like a, a big old thing of salt and sprinkling it over the chicken and continuing to rotate it a little bit. Excellent. Good. Yeah. And she says, well, there'll be plenty for stew later, I'm sure. Yeah, chicken stew, yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds real good. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Reed's hungry. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so you drop Cherish off, and then the rest of you head on back to the cold shot. Yeah, I think I make. Yeah, I think I make sure that Cherish is going to be all right before we leave. It's like you cool. Uh, I think out of earshot of Kalkin, Cherish says to Tirza, "Like." I don't know. Honestly, um, I need to talk to Kalkin. I don't Do you... know how much of all of this she knows about, but I'd like to try to get some answers that don't involve someone mutilating themselves and throwing themselves off the building. Do you, Do you need someone to stay? Tirza, you don't have to worry about me. But I do. If you want, you can stay. I thought you maybe would want to talk to Shakar. But if, if you want to stay, you can. Um... Oh, oh, right, Shakar. Um, I should, I should probably speak to him. Yes. 
Cherish gives your hand a squeeze. Okay. All right. Tears leaves before she is. <laughs> yeah. Before Olivia cries. <laughs> so the three of you head back to the called shot. Tirza, you're left <laughs> really concerned with the day's events, all things considered. Yeah, God, wild, man. Be between the confrontation with rain. the cultists, the expulsion of your powers, and the terrifying way in which Cherish was contacted by something. You still don't know the contents of the majority of that poster or no. what was carved into the arm of that strange individual. The evening passes without much note. Except for later that night, cherish you hear a knock at the door. Like the front door? The front door. You hear Kalkin, who is sitting up in the front room, sort of like stand up with a grunt and move over. And she'll talk to someone for a little while and then close the door. Conversation never gets loud enough to really overhear what they're saying. You can hear Kalkin moving across the floor, moving to the door of your bedroom and stopping for a long moment and then turning away. And it sounds as though she clomps off to her own room. Um, can I, like, open my door? Yeah. You can see that the, the lamps out in the sitting room have been blown out and... There's still light coming from Calkin's room, but it's underneath the closed door's crack. Can I knock on the door? And almost as though she was standing right on the other side of the door, the door really quickly opens. And Calkin stares at you and says, Ah, oh, Cherish, I, I thought you were asleep. Oh, no, I was, I was working on something. Oh. Okay. Um. Did, did you want to talk to me? One of the, um, the marshals came by a little bit ago. Um, they said you were in town today when someone, um, when someone died falling off of a, a, an inn. I was. Um, they just wanted to know if you knew anything else about that person. And, uh, I, I told them to come back in the morning. They uh, said it was important, but I wasn't about to let them wake you up. So. It, it doesn't really matter. They... You, you didn't do anything to that that person, right, Cherish? I tried to help. 
Of course you did. Of course you but, did. And, and you've been here nothing. all night, so... The body disappearing couldn't have been you, and that's what I told them. It's gone? That's what the marshal said. <sighs> they were here from Cania. And I think it is there that we will end our session because this is a much longer conversation that needs to happen with Calc and Iron Strike. <laughs> yeah, yes, uh -huh. it does. Mm -hmm. Because yes, as always, you can find us on Twitter at MatcomRPG. That's spelled M-A-T-C-O-M-R-P-G. And we also have an email address, which is materialcomponentsrpg at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners, especially when shit gets heavy. I am probably going to have to put a content warning in front of this one. Yeah. Yeah. But the hells are not nice. No, they're not. Apparently not. Um, I am uh, can, I am can be found. Uh, I can be found on Twitter at Elliot C. Uh, I I literally have like a little thing in my note in my notes that I wrote two weeks ago, uh, labeled Calkin conversation. Time to ask some difficult questions about the circumstances of my birth. <laughs> so glad that's finally happening. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, come, I'm at CryOutOlivia on Twitter. Come hang out. <laughs> um, you, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at TheRedimus. Um, yeah, uh, you can also come hang out with me. Yeah, come hang out. That's my thing, you can't take it. You can't come, <laughs> okay, uh, I take it back, you can't come hang out with, we're gonna chill, you can come chill with me. Um, acceptable, and, and we'll we'll do general uh, bro phrases back and forth, like hang ten or just like uh, keep it breezy or whatever. I don't know. Legally distinct from hanging out. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. She has a, a, a TM trademark. I've, yeah, that. there's a TM. There's been a TM after all of. Mm -hmm. Always be branding. Always be branding. Exactly. Uh, I'm not on Twitter or whatever, but uh, if you need to contact me, uh, do it uh, through the magic of rating us on iTunes or <laughs> whatever platform that you consume this podcast. Um, and specifically mention me in the review, please. Um, just because I feel that'd be that'd be fun. <laughs> you could say you hate me; it's fine, <laughs> but still five stars for us. It's still yeah. five stars. Five stars for the group. <laughs> zero stars for me. That's fine. Review the show, and then in a, like a second, shorter paragraph, just say what you think of Sid specifically and, uh -huh. and Lisman. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and of course, if you want to talk to me personally, you can do so at my personal Twitter, which is at MKGorgoni. I can also be found on my other podcast, Panel Up, where I believe, as of the airing of this, uh, we will be talking... We've, we're done talking about Endgame, and now we are talking about a, a great show that I very much enjoy, which is uh, The Orville, uh, which is the, the best Star Trek show on TV right now. Um, and I realize there is also an actual Star Trek show on TV. Come at me. Um, 
And of course, even when he is not appearing in an episode, you can always follow Omatep over at NPC underscore AN because he is indeed an important NPC. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, the world is chaos, so please be kind to one another. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.